The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD Arts Components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 Right? One. We didn't go to the other one because of of um they went out they was going out there and COVID hit hit the ship out there and Michael Murphy so they didn't go. How'd that work out for you though? Good. It worked out for me. You went there for both days? No, I went to the uh oh no, 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 no. We had two ships, but I went on one of them. Raphael Peralta, they went on uh-huh. then my little crew, my little group went on on the Higgins. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you did the underway and then Uh yeah. Okay. Came back the same day. Uh, we recording, we rolling. Oh, okay, that yeah. Was, okay. Yeah, we gonna we just you know just talking it up, chatting it up. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, first off, man, I, I I it's hard not to 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 get a world of shout out, man. You know, we we went online, we we got on all the mainstream, you know, last week. So we got to get some shots out, man. Yeah. Shout out to all our listeners uh, in the U.S., California, Philly, Virginia. We got listeners in Florida. We got listeners in Brazil. We got listeners in Japan. So shout out to all of our listeners. Shout out to the YouTube viewers. So, you know, you name not all these places, you name all these states and stuff, man. So I want to bring some up, man. Like I'm from Mississippi and I see you didn't say Mississippi. So, you know, all my all my homies out there, all my family out there, all my people out there. Man, come on, man. I'll let your boy, man. Can somebody out there, you know, share something or you know, subscribe something or download something or something, you know, I'll yeah. let your boy, man. I can't believe when we looked this up, man, and nobody from Mississippi took a look at us, man. Come on now. Shout out to Philly. All the support. Loving it, man. Love you guys. <laughs> Keep it up, babies. <laughs> hey, Mississippi, uh, you'll get there, too. I, I got faith and I trust and I believe in Mississippi. So Let's go. Mississippi stand up. Let's do this. Mm. Uh, then we also on every social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, we're on YouTube, Instagram, at PTSF Podcast, every social media platform. And, and everybody that, that that's taking a look at us, man, make sure you guys share that, man. Subscribe and share it um, so you know, we can get more people listening to us, man. Yeah. So another thing is we got a lot of people listening to us from a lot of different walks of life. A lot of people listen to us from different businesses and stuff. So I want to give a quick shout out to Still Beach Designs. That's Kelsey and Matt Revis. And that's at Still Beach Designs on Instagram. You can follow them. I think they got an Etsy page as well. But they've been cranking it out, you know, and that's things that I respect. I respect people that's working hard, cranking it out. Um, And when I'm talking about cranking it out is she does like uh, stickers uh, clothes. What else? What's what's some of the other stuff they do? Man, they do everything. Man, they do from the, everything from cups, clothes, uh, making their own designs. Um, man, they've been doing it for a while too. So big shouts out to those guys, man. That's that's somebody that's starting from the bottom and working their way up, and they're doing a good job, man. So big shouts out to those yeah, guys, man. She a hustler. Like every, I think every time we got packages and a different group on our ship was getting different packages from her different shirts and stuff like that so that was great you know meanwhile husband on a ship working busting his ass and then we got we got wife sending out clothes to different ships different sellers even us the vbss team got stuff so real 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 hustler man and i respect that all most definitely respect that hustle game 
All right. So the f- the first thing that I'm going to do, right, we got some qu- questions from listeners, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I'm going to ask you a question from a listener. Oh, let me get my mind right. right. Let's do this, man. We got <laughs> Frank from New York. No, I, but uh, so the first listener, the question that they asked was, what do you do to relieve? So we talked about stress, right? Sellers yeah, yeah. going through stuff. And the uh, question, uh, I'm going to shoot this one over to you is what do you do to relieve some of that stress when your sellers say they're going through it? Man, that's a tough question, man. But that question, I feel like it's for the individual themselves, right? On what they can dig deep and what they can do. For me, I can talk to you about what I do um, when it comes to stress. And that comes from from working out. And and uh, me, personally, man, it, it starts and ends with my family, man. So, can't nobody on the ship stress me out enough not to want to come home to my family, and 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 that's just the end of it for me, man. Like that's the that's the, my whole drive is like me going to work every day, putting my own, put put my everything into whatever I'm doing at work, and then coming home every day. Like when I come through the house and I see my wife and I see my kids, it's a stress free zone, you know. Like I can when I go to work every day, it's like. Okay, man, we got we we've been doing this for years. I'm gonna get all this stuff done. I'm gonna make sure I'm set up for the next day, and then I'm gonna come home. And then we're gonna do this over and over and over. That's one thing about our job in the Navy. Most of the time, we're doing a lot of the same thing every week, so you can prepare yourself and you can get ready. Yeah, sometimes it's gonna be some long days, but hopefully your leadership has put you in a position to know when you're gonna have those long days uh, leading up to whatever event you got going on. Um, but it's how you deal with stress. And over time, I think people get better at it and get better at it and better on how they're going to deal with it. Um, but again, my environment and how I grew up, is a little bit different than everybody else. It's hard to stress me out. You All know? right. So, so you get a seller cause I want to, we're going, we're going to get, we're going to get our question out the way. Right. So yeah, yeah. you get a seller come to you, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, senior, I'm stressed out. I don't know what to do. Um, we got this inspection coming up, uh, like, but I don't feel like I'm going to make it through through this. You know what I'm saying? What, yeah. what you going to do? So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to ask, what is stressing you out? Right. I need to know that answer. Like, what is stressing you out? Is it the long hours stressing you out? The long hours. So if the long hours stressing you out, my whole, my what I'm going to feed to you and what I'm going to deliver to you is it's only going to be for the next two weeks or the next three weeks. That's how my driving factor is. We have to get this job done. We, we, we signed up for this and we have to do it. But uh, senior, I don't feel like I got two weeks. Oh, well, I'm sending you to see somebody then. I mm-hmm. mean, if you, uh, I'm sending you to, to medical, I'm sending you to somebody that's going to help you out. And I'm going to have a list of names on lists of people who you can go talk to. We're going to get you help. Trust me, that, that the stuff that we do on the ship is not bigger than you being around for the next two or three years. Yeah, right? I, I think, yeah. Because I, I think that some of the stuff that we have like some of those qualities that we have you got different people you got some people that like just will do whatever like to get the job done yep. and i always felt like i fell into that category not in a negative way but more in a yeah i'm not sleeping until you know yeah, we, yeah. we know for yeah. sure we're gonna do this and if w- one of the things that i feel like i've done you know sometimes wrong was expect that out of other people as yes well. yes yes that's a big deal right there man you're right um you can't do that. You can, Everyone is not like you. They didn't grow up how you grew up. They didn't do the things that you did to get where you are right now. So people are different. But that's where we as leaders now, we have to adjust and we have to yeah. adapt. 
you have to adapt to the new to, to sailors period if you're not adapting to them you are failing them in a way yeah because they are not the same people so um, so like we said before we don't have all the answers so the thing that you know again you know we're gonna double down on point you in the right direction so that's that's yeah. what that's what that's what we do and if you say you need to go home and beat a drum for a couple you know hours or something all right i mean yeah. i'm i'm 100 percent okay with you going home and beating a drum a lot of a lot of people don't think that a lot of people like man i can't just go to chief and do that try it try yeah. it see what chief says you know i'm 100 percent okay with you going home and you know you need to beat on your car or bust your windows out or do whatever i'm 100 percent good with you doing whatever you need to do that's going to get you back to work and have you in the right state of mind and, and 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 the biggest thing also, and the sh the, the navy, your ship or whatever is going to keep going, right? Yeah. Either yeah. you being on the ship or you're not being on the ship, it's not going to stop the navy. It's not going to stop the ship's mission, right? So if I'm giving you a couple of hours, if I'm giving you a day, if I'm giving you whatever, we're not going to miss a beat. Yeah, but right? uh, again, again, I think that some of that stuff is in guys like us or some of those hard chargers who they see us like. Like, for instance, like my knee has been injured for like four weeks. Right. They see me working through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even if I'm not telling anybody else to work through it, it's it's almost like unsaid, but it's being said like, hey, chief is working through this knee pain every single day. Like, oh, like, who the fuck am I to tell chief uh, that I'm going through something when chief working through this knee pain? Yeah. And that's some of the mistakes that I feel like we make. I need to go get my knee looked at. You know, yeah. and that's something I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to go take care of my knee and get my knee, my knee looked at. But I think we do that a lot. We create some of those pressures on our sellers by some of the things that we withstand. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, same thing happened to me, man, with the with it. I had um, was working. We had inspections going on on the ship a couple of years ago and I kept going and going. I had this pain in my side that's kept mm -hmm. going and kept working and kept working and find out. Guess what? man? I got a tumor. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could have been looked, took a look at that, could have been looked at that thing a long time ago. But no, man, I feel like just like you said, man, it's just trying to get stuff done, trying to get to the next thing, man. So with that being said, take care of yourself. Yeah. Right? What, you, what you happened got, with the tuber? I, I think it's a funny story in that in the tuber story, ain't it? I know we couldn't see you. Like, I ain't know what was going on. I'm like, hey, can you know, can I go see, see you? They like, nah, you, yeah. they was, they said they were saying you had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know all, all that was being said though, but I do know, um, they didn't want nobody to come see me though. Uh -huh. And I didn't even know. I didn't say that. Yeah. Like I did, that didn't even come from me saying, Hey, everybody not to come. I thought you just had like the hospital robe, but like <laughs> your ass was out. So you <laughs> No, it wasn't like that, man. Like, cause the, the CO came, XO came. Yeah. Um, both docs came at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, like people couldn't like that's yeah. hard when you like, y'all want to see him. It's other yeah. people going to see him, but like everybody couldn't go see you. Yeah. So it was kind of even, weird. even, um, Paul came, yeah, Breonis yeah, came yeah, up yeah. there. Like a lot of people came to the hospital. So I don't know where it came from. They couldn't nobody come see me. Yeah. Now, the first day or two, first couple of days, <laughs> oh, I was in bad shape, though. You know what I mean? I was in bad shape. They they hooked me up. But the, the biggest thing about that whole surgery and the whole tumor thing, man, was it was unexpected. Yeah. Because you go to the hospital to get one thing and you wake up and something totally done, so, totally different done. You thought you was going there for appendix. Yeah. And then I wake up and, you know, a lot more stuff than happened. So that was the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from it, man. Other than that, man, it was... Man, I'm glad they found and glad they got a hold of it. I'm glad it was cancer free, man. Like that was yeah. a big deal because the the guy came in there. And he told my told my wife, um, ninety percent that it was probably 
cancer. That's crazy. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. It was. It was. It was. It was probably cancer. And you just working through that pain. Yeah, I was working through it, man. Getting it in. I remember I was telling you my chest was hurting mm-hmm. around that same time. Yeah. Still to yep. this day, you know. I mean, it feels good now, but still to this day, I never did get it looked at. Yeah. So the next question she asked was, "How would we change the stress across the big navy?" And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that one first. I, like I said on the previous episode was I just feel like we have a whole lot of priorities. We got way too many priorities and way too many things that we want to be the most important thing that we doing. Whether it's going through an inspection or getting ready for underways or deployments or uh, maintenance or saying that we got training coming up. A lot of these things just kind of checks in the boxes. So I want us to be able to stop with any checks in the boxes. Let's actually drill. Let's actually train. Let's prep sellers to be war fighters and get rid of some of the BS that comes along with being in the Navy. I, I believe it's a lot yeah. of BS and a lot of unnecessary stressors. Yeah, I, I think I think sailors put a lot of stress on themselves, man, just because sometimes. Right. And I say that because a lot of times we the only the only the way I think to, to relieve a little bit of this stress is being prepared putting that putting that on uh, the word out right if i know i got in serve coming up in a month or two automatically if, if i'm preparing my sailors it means it's going to be some long days because in service coming up right you know it so i think the more information the sailors know hopefully to be less stressed on the sailors because you know it's going to be some long days but a lot of that stuff comes from comes from uh, being in a little bit longer too, though, that you know, like like some of these sailors are brand new, they don't know what insert is about. All right, so check it out. So I uh, same situation, right? I, uh, me and my devo, we prepped our division for inserve for months. Like, hey, inserve coming up is going to be long days. I did that because I believe in the same thing you believe in. Like, yeah. hey, it's going to be long days. Inserve is coming up, so. And where I might have went wrong was, you know, we had our like we started the long day started happening. And one of my guys like just really wasn't having it. And like I could see that throughout the day, like around like eighteen hundred trying to leave. Like, no, it's you know, it's one of the long days. End of the day, I get the division together. I'm like, hey, I put we put this out already that it's going to be long days. Like nobody should be upset. Um, This wasn't unexpected. This was expected. Nobody should be upset. Boom. You know, so I, I feel like my, my devil was charged up after that conversation. Like, ah, answer. Yeah. you know, the seller, he like slammed the door when he left and uh, first class, you know, went and talked to him. But the next day, me and him talked. We had a really good conversation. And he he, he was like, hey, chief, I feel like you just you you minimized how I felt about working a long day just because you said that it was going to be long days. He was like the fact that. You told me it was going to be long days does not change how I feel about the fact that I worked for a long day. So that shit don't work no more, man. Well, that's crazy, though. Man. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy that as hell, man. No like, more, man. Like, <laughs> if I'm telling you that it's going to be some long days, are you mad because it's going to be some long days? Ain't nothing I can do about that. Yeah. You he's, like, you, he's like, you made me feel guilty about being upset that it's a long day just yeah. because you said it was going to be a long day already. Yeah, you should be guilty. Shit. You know, and I felt like I felt like, you know, for myself, I kind of understood what he was saying. Like, mm. I can't stop him from being yeah, yeah, mad yeah, that huh? he's still at work. Yeah. Like, you know, but I feel all that. Like, I feel all like when it comes to my sellers, when they like exhibiting some when they're exhibiting some type of 
pain or stress i see it i feel it and sometimes i take too much ownership in that like i didn't have to care that much about him being upset he was upset you know i can't do anything about him being upset i don't have to come back like hey i already said insert was gonna happen i could just let that happen i can't change him him being upset i don't have to put stock in that yeah well yeah man that's all you can do i mean and you're right though the, the the biggest thing about um him being upset and him slamming the door and all that it affects other people too right yeah. so the people he work with is going to affect them and they you don't know how the situation going they can be somewhere working together and they talking about this whole situation oh yeah that now, now they the yeah now they feeling a certain type of way also about working late so that's kind of where you you don't want to have and that's kind of how i am when it comes to you know to sailors like i want everybody to understand stuff i want everybody everybody's not going to be happy all the time but you want them to understand what's going on and understand the why and understand the purpose of what they're doing yeah and they understand all that and they still mad you still want to like talk to them and, yeah and, 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 and that's and, what i try to do yeah but now yeah. i understand that like everybody just they're not going to be feeling it you know and i can't make everybody feel it yep the the other question was do we feel like having females on board is a distraction uh yeah, uh, it's a two-part question. The first part of the question is, do we feel like having females on board is a distraction? I'm going to say it's a distraction to some, right? And and, and I'm going to say that because, first off, females ain't going nowhere, right? So they're going to be on board the ships regardless. So uh, I can see some of the single guys out there, you know, um, falling in love with, 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 with sailors and they want to be around. They want to talk to them and things like that. It's going to happen when you put a, a, a male and a female together. Something normally happens. Right. They uh, when you go into work and you spending 12 to 14 hours together every day sooner or later or whatever. It's going to be some relationships there. Relationships going to be built regardless. Um, that's going to happen. But you have to understand also you at work and things have to happen and things have to get done. Um, and, and that's the key to it all. I don't I don't really un, really care about the relationships. I care about results right at the end of the day. Um, so is it a distraction? Yes, it could be some distraction for for some sailors because they have not learned. But I think after after you talk to them or whatever, hopefully you can get your point across to them and say, hey, you also got like you can you can talk on board the ship. You know, you got breakfast, you got lunch, you got all these things. You see still in the P way. But when you the distraction to me comes when people in the P ways two and three hours talking and not getting work done. That's when the distraction comes into play. Um, so hopefully um, they can they can learn from that and, and 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 get better at it. But distraction for me personally, no, it's not a distraction. Hey, and for all our listeners that's not uh, service members, uh, active duty Navy, our civilians out there, a P-way is a passageway. You know, it's it's like a hallway on a ship. You know, so I got I had a couple people say, hey, you know, I, I mean, I still listen to the podcast. I'm not I'm not a sailor. So can you kind of make this thing kind of understandable <laughs> for me? So yeah, I want that. y'all to understand what, yeah. you know, what it is. And we're going to try our best to do that as much as we can. Yeah. So we could keep y'all plugged in. Me, I think like a woman on a ship is as much as a distraction as a man is on a ship or is or not as much as a distraction as a man is. I mean, I, me, I feel like we're all equal. Uh, so the question was worded weirdly to me. Do we like having females? Do 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 we feel like having females on board is a distraction? 
No, I mean, it's just as much as having males on board being a distraction. Like, it's the same thing. It's people. Yeah. Uh, people have natural relationships. And, you know, a woman is going to distract me all the time. I'm going to be distracted by a woman in the airport. I'm going to be distracted by a woman at a restaurant. I'm going to be distracted by a woman walking through the uh, the galleries or any kind of malls. I'm always going to be distracted by women. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, True. I'm always going to be distracted by women. Women are beautiful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those things are distracting. So it's always going to be a distraction. You just got to be professional at work and, and work. You know, come to work to work. True, true, true. And then if you do, you know, see something that you like or you see somebody that you're attracted to handle your business you know but do it outside of the working hours or stay do it. professional yeah that's it and then it says do we feel like relationships are a distraction relation and my I, I, i'll get this one uh I, i'll kind of hit this one too relationships are always they always become a distraction uh to a certain extent now some people can handle a work relationship good i haven't seen that that much in the Navy, but I think anywhere a relationship is at some point a distraction. Yeah. I mean, I agree totally, man. Like, um, and we've seen it firsthand, man. Relationships on the ships, like, like it just, it, it if something happens at home, you can always see it boils over on the ship. And then there you go. They want to talk about this and talk about that. And, and, and it just happens, man. So I'm not a big fan of, of relationships on the ship, but Hey, um it's navy policies for that um so um that is what it is but it, it can it most definitely can be a, a a big distraction um on the ship yeah. if you let it be if I mean, you let even it be in, a distraction even in real life you know even outside yeah. of the navy uh every mostly every movie you watch about a gangster or something like that normally you know what happens the relationship kind of does something to that does something to his whatever situation he got going on it's it's a relationship right yeah. now you know you got a relationship with your family you know those things can distract you from other things distraction is not always a negative thing it's just a thing yeah. you know yeah. so my relationship with my wife distracts me from other stuff good and bad you know uh distracts me from doing stupid stuff and sometimes you know I might want to do something else, but hey, I gotta do this with my wife, you know, because because what, we married. What do you think the sailor mean when he said when they when they asking that question? What do you think the sailor is talking about? I don't know, but if I was to uh, say anything, I think they talking about a sailor's focus on the ship, like being in a, a do that. Do we think being in a relationship is a distraction to a sailor while they're on the ship? Yeah. So if if I was you know again, I'm assuming what they what they getting at is if, if I was assuming what they was getting at, I probably think they was talking about um in a division or something on um, relationship we already know um it can you could have a a, a like a relationship you can date on board the ship yeah you right? talk about like an inner divisional relationship? In, inner division relationship right and that could that be an issue yes oh yeah it is it is a, it's a huge issue right so if that's what they're talking about yes that's the, the a big issue but you can uh date on board a, a ship like long as you like in different departments and it, whatever the, the guidelines um uh, on and then ship has they may have a guideline on it also so um whatever it is but in the division it most definitely can be a distraction yeah, it's hard especially if you got like a role of leadership you become a works in a soup lpo and the whole division doing something crazy and then you yeah. go you know when you're going to say something the person that you're messing around with is in that group too yeah so it's like man do i go chew them out can i right now like she's right here 
Or yeah. he's right here. Like, you know, how do I handle this situation? And later you might have to pull him like, yeah, you know, I had to say that while you were there. Yeah, it's yeah. It's crazy. And then you, then you go home, it'd be a whole nother environment, man. Yeah, like, it's crazy. You know, and then if you don't say nothing, then you got the other sailors in there going to be like, oh, that's his little, that's his yeah, girl like or boy, boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend right there. So that's why they didn't say anything. So, yeah, or, yeah, or they might already know you can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. I kind of, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got memories, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get into it, man. Uh, how are you, man? Your birthday coming up, man. What we doing, man? Yeah, man. Birthday coming up, you know. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. I don't say it all the time. Man. I'm gonna be 41, man. Uh, 41 yeah. years old, man. I know what you guys are saying out there. I'm gonna look in the camera. And I, say, I know what you guys are saying out there. That boy don't look no older than 25. I know. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm gonna thank yeah. you every time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, man. That, um, other than that, man, I've been having a pretty good week, man. I had to go on a ship this week. Um, I know you guys remember this episode. I talked about zero four thirty. Mm-hmm. Guess what time I had to be on the pier this time? How about zero three thirty? But other than being being there early, man, I like my new job. You like going to ships and just like I like going. Them up? No, see that. <laughs> <laughs> like let's yeah. like, like let's get into it, man. With these, because I'm on, I'm, so, I'm sitting across the yeah, table yeah. with an inspector. Like, yeah. let, let's get into it, man. Like y'all, like you, you. It's two kinds of inspectors, right? You yeah. got the cool inspector that's yeah. that's still gonna get you hits on the low, and then the final report, you still, yeah, man. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like two hits. I mean, yeah, your program fell, but it's just two hits, man. You good to go? Yeah. Then you just got the regular asshole inspector, right? Yeah. So I mean, which one like, am I? Which one are you, man? I am just. I'm gonna say, pretty cool inspector. Uh, okay. But I'm going to hit you though. And you're yeah. gonna know it ahead of time. But, but the thing about it, when I talk to you, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm saying, hey, I'm not only gonna 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 tell you you jacked up, but then I'm gonna show you how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right at the same time. But I'm most definitely gonna hit you though. I mean, because you, you, you never have sympathy. No, I don't have sympathy because uh, I'm making you better. Right. I feel like when I go out there and I, and I give you these hits, because my job is to come see you before the inserve team come see you. Yeah. Right. So all the hits that I'm going to do is going to get you ready to go for when InServe get on your ship, right? That's, and that's all I'm doing. That's why our inspection, I think, since me, I did a ride with, with the um, with the InServe team. And I feel like our inspection is harder than the InServe inspector. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it should be. So the InServe inspector, oh, man, it's, it's way, you know, we knew this, we knew that. Because the in-service inspector, when they come on board, they don't look at everything we look at. They might look at 10% of this. Or they yeah. may look at 20% of this. When we come on board, we're looking at all of it. Because we don't know what the in-service team gonna going to take a look at. So we're looking at everything. Um, but, but, but at the same time, when I'm looking at stuff, I do take into accountability that I've been on a ship before, too. Yeah. So I know how it is. I know how stressful. I know how the sailors can get. I know all these things also. And they already probably already stressed, stressed out. They've been working on this stuff forever. And yeah. then they just had eight teams, different inspection teams probably just came off the ship. So I take all that stuff into accountability too when I go on board the ship. Um, and then you see a lot of times, man, I, I'm, I'm when I do my inspections, I'm going through stuff and I'm doing this. But at the same time, man, I make, I make sailors feel comfortable too though. I don't want them to think, 
okay, man, I got hit on this, 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 that's the end of the world. And now you got to go work the freaking to 24 hours to get it fixed. And all so that you, type of so stuff. you're killing them softly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. I mean, it. Uh, the, the thing I, about I wish it, it mattered when yeah. those reports go up. That. Yeah, the report's going to come out. And then on top of my report, when it comes out, it's a first time thing. So I don't really like you can go fix it and all that stuff, but it's only be in the report. But uh, but again, it's all about preparation, though. I'm going to let you know that ahead of time, though. You know what I'm saying? So if I hit you on something, yeah, you're going to know it. Yeah. I'm, I'm letting you know how I'm doing business. I didn't see inspectors on board the ship are coming there. And like you said, they can be cool and they can be like, yeah, don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. And then, then your report, come report. up with a report is, is big time. Yeah, so no. Nah. it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to tell you it's going to be on the report regardless. It's mm-hmm. going to be on there, man. So I, I've had good relationships with inspectors every yeah. inspection that I, I went through. But I know sometimes inspectors get that look like, man, here they come. It's us against them. And that's kind of how it's pep talk before the inspection. It's yeah. us against them. They're going to come on the ship for two days and we're going to show them motherfuckers that we are such and such ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we go through and you got your junior guys pumped up, ready to go. But I mean, a lot of these guys just got a job to do as well. Yeah. And for me, it's the end of my inserve chapter on, on this ship at this command. We finished. It's over. I didn't sleep throughout the inserve. Uh, I think I slept four hours, man. Yeah. I slept like an hour and a half the second night, probably two hours the first night. Why you think you, why you think it, it that happened? Why you think why, <laughs> why you think you slept only a couple of hours, man? It's 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 a false sense of like the mamba mentality for me. Like I'm not sleeping, man. You know what I'm saying? This my, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, I say it's a false sense of it. Cause I probably could have went to sleep, yeah. but that's just my mentality. Like I'm not sleeping until these guys off our ship. I'm going to stay up. Yeah. No matter what I got to do, we're going to work hard. For instance, like we got hits. We got like uh, hits for anybody that's listening that's like not in the military. We go through these inspections after the first day. Sometimes they find issues that we need to fix. Since I'm an electrician, some of those issues could deal with safety. So we got some electrical hits that would be considered as major hits or discrepancies. So if you ever hear the word discrepancies, it's the same thing. So we got a few electrical discrepancies that had to get fixed. I stayed up and I fixed. I let my guys go to sleep. Whatever time they were able to go to sleep, I let them go to sleep and I stayed up and I fixed every major safety discrepancy that we had. Yeah. And I just couldn't sleep, man. I wasn't going to sleep until I knew those guys were off the ship. That's just my attitude when I approach these kind of things, when the stakes are that high. I was like exhausted when this was over. Let me let me tell you, man. I'm gonna give you one of my um proud moments, man. Um and it was kind of a similar situation that, that you talking about, but it wasn't in serve, it was um it was FCT, uh, which means uh final contract trials. And uh my guys had been we had been up for a long time working hard or whatever, and I kinda like let them go home and let them go to their rooms or whatever, uh back in Maine, what they was doing. And um I did the same thing. You know, doing all the inspections, staying here, trying to fix those things here and there. And um, and guess who that was with me, man? Who was My DC-1, man. Yeah. You know, and he was telling me. He was actually my DC-1, and I had a DC-1. I put their name, DC-1 Barnes, and I had DC-2 uh, Laver, man. Those guys, like, wanted to be there. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want out of these. They wanted to be there. They wanted to get this stuff done and want to get, you know, and wanted to win. They want to be the best. They want. They ain't want. They ain't want me, you know, to look bad in front of inspectors or whatever, man. When you get a team like that on board, man, you you got something. Yeah, you got something. And there, I, man. I and I, I, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say my LPO and my division officer wasn't up kicking it too. 
So my LPO and my division officer was a was up kicking it too, and we are not saying that that's the way to go. We are yeah, not saying definitely. that that's the thing to do. Go to sleep, get your rest. You need it. You know, you could be exhausted. So go to sleep, get your rest. Yeah. That's just who I am as a person. I'm gonna yeah. play through the pain. I'm gonna go through the fire. That's just me. That's how I'm gonna always approach it. But that's not, not the, the best or the healthiest yeah. thing to do. It's not the best thing to do. Not just not the norm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if if we say it's not the norm, we could be saying like we're we're abnormal. Or are we? You know, that's not the best thing to do. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Go get your sleep. rest, get man. Your get rest. your rest. So we had some people come to the ship and give resiliency training to us, <laughs> and it was as every other resiliency training goes. It was like eight slides. You could tell that the trainer wanted more out of. The people that were sitting in there, you could tell the people that were sitting in there probably didn't want to be there. Slides were very, very basic. And it left me with the question. The last question was, it was kind of packaged in, hey, the big Navy wants to know what you guys do to reduce your stress. Or they want to give you different avenues to reduce your stress. So I, 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 went, <laughs> I talked to the trainer after. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you know. A lot of these things kind of come out with, you know, Navy wanting us to reduce our our stress or figure out ways. As a matter of fact, it was about uh, resiliency. So it was about how Mm -hmm. to handle stress, uh, how to be resilient through stress. And, uh, you know, my only question to her was like, do we do anything about the, the, the stress that's created? Like some of the things that give us unneeded stress that I was, I'm not going to get too much into it because I was just talking about it earlier, but it's a lot of unneeded stress. There's a lot of priorities, a lot of big things. And then she, she, you know, she turned around. She just pretty much, she was like, Hey chief, you know, this training, I didn't make this PowerPoint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gave you that talk, right? (laughs) You got that talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm hoping that, you know, I told her, I I invited her to the table. I told her I want to talk to her. So we have a real conversation about this. So hopefully she's listening and she comes, but you know, she just was like, I didn't make this PowerPoint. I don't, I wouldn't choose to talk about this in this setting. Cause she was like on a mess decks. That's, that's, that's where we eat. She's like, I wouldn't choose to talk about this in this setting with this ventilation blowing behind me in front of this amount of people. I would rather it be a more intimate environment. So if we could get her, you know, to sit down and, and do it like that. Cause she was asking for suggestions. She was yeah, asking yeah. like how to make things better. And you know, it's a, it's a Navy training. It's a bunch of leaders in there too. It's just officers and chiefs. And like, you know, it's one of them normal things where it's like you, you, you kind of trying to pull this information out of people. Like, you know, what do you guys do with your sellers? And you got like six people are six people out of like 25. That's like actually providing any yeah, yeah. answers. So it's one of those trainings that's as good as the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And which is a lot of training in the Navy these days, man. Like, like you need to have people actually, you know, playing alone. It was, it was, it was literally, it was so, it was literally people like, I got stuff to do. Don't ask you. You know how yeah, almost yeah. every trade it is. Yeah. I got stuff to do after this. Don't nobody ask no questions. Yeah. Like, and, and I know it's one of those trainers we want to get out there because you got so many people that's going to, to and doing a mental health thing and being stressed out. So, it's something where they have to come on board the ship and, and, and try to and try to do this and try to, you know, be heard. But I'm going to tell you, to be honest, sea duty is stressful by itself right now. The way sea duty is going right now and the amount of inspections and the amount of the amount of things that's going on at sea. Right. Being away from your family is stressful. 
So automatically you got you got stressors that's going to be there. Um, so I think what these what these people are doing and trying to come on board the ship, they're just trying to minimize it a little bit. But at the same time, it's always going to be stressful, man. See, do this stressful time. Public service announcement. Stop doing PowerPoints. Just stop it. Stop it. PowerPoints yeah. are old. They're dated. Uh, and then a lot of the PowerPoints are old and dated. Like, not just the idea of it. Like, a lot of them, like, we haven't updated these PowerPoints in God knows how long. You know, it's people in the pictures still wearing utilities. Yeah. Y'all already know how I feel about utilities. You know, so <laughs> so just stop it. Just try something else. Just have somebody come to the setting and just spark up a conversation, a discussion. That's that's part of why we started a podcast, man. So yeah. we can kind of talk about this, this stuff. Because those PowerPoints, really bad. Like, not good. And then the people that get in front of the group... <laughs> so you so you got so you got two different people that get it well you got three different people that get in front of the group with powerpoints you got some people that get in front of the group with powerpoints and they don't go over the powerpoint <laughs> they elaborate right and I, I like that one i like that group right but then you got the people that get in front of the group for training just read. and they just read the entire powerpoint like that's like what did you do here like you especially if it wasn't even your powerpoint you did not give us any kind of training at all you just read an entire powerpoint then you get that other group of people right the one that's going to challenge the audience by having them read the slides <laughs> like, <right? laughs> and, and know they tell you to do all the time too hey can you read the slide can you read that read that slide right there hey, can somebody read that like yeah. like you're still not given any training like the powerpoint that that uh, that whole idea to me is just dated man. yeah man powerpoint is, is is it's not the way to go man you you sit in front of those powerpoints man especially you got i've been sitting in front of powerpoint they got like 70 slides man you already know it's going to be a long day when you got 70 slides powerpoint um to read man but um the another i mean you brought it you brought it up man another reason why we own this 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 um they're doing this podcast thing, man. And one of my biggest things when you brought it to me, because of course you guys didn't know you brought this to me, and you we talked about it, and you said, "Man, we just gonna have conversations." Yeah, you mean. And then at the same, at the time that you brought this up to me, that's what we always do. We yeah, sit we, in CCS. Uh, we always, you know, having conversations about stuff, and you always just ask me like, "What I think about this, or what I think about, or whatever." And that's kind of what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, asking questions and, and, and I like doing that stuff, too, though. So, yeah, and so. It, it don't happen a lot, man. My last uh, hit on training is the people that go into training and all they do is ask questions, you know, beginning. Hey, you know, I'm going to start out with the annual tag out training. Anybody know what tag out is? <laughs> Like, yo, like, no, that's why, that's why we're here. <laughs> like, like, yeah. give us, give us the training. Uh, y'all do that a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. And know your audience, the, too. Know, know your audience. You're talking about DC-wise? What's the effective range? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. That's why this is called training. Like, tell yeah. me what it is. Yeah. But, um. And, but, but you're right, though. I mean, it's the way, it's the way you're doing it, though. Like, a lot of times, um, like, when I'm doing training, and I, and I tell people, but, if you learn this from day one, you always thinking about it. And I don't think sailors, you you know, think about this really. Like, if I'm going to teach um, E4 and below, I'm going to talk about something different than I am if I'm going to teach a bunch of chiefs, you know, or a bunch of senior officers. I'm not going to say the same thing. But guess what? A lot of times in the Navy, we got that same PowerPoint for each um, group of people we talking to and, and it's not the same you got this group that's been in the navy for two years one year or whatever and you got this group that's been in the navy probably 
probably average 15 years. Yeah. So it's a different training. They should know the the, the know something about CO2 bottles or whatever. So I'm not going to talk to them about that. You know, I'm going to talk to them some about di- a little bit different on how we're going to going to attack something or whatever, not about the effective range. I mean, at this age, you, th- you think you give, you care about a freaking effective range of nah, CO2, but you don't nah, care about nah. that shit, man. Nah, we're going to put this fire out, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, we're going to put it exactly. out some type of way. Yeah. So another, like, elephant in the room that a lot of people have been talking about is your Niners hats. You know, so I wanted to kind of ask you about that and see what your personal opinion was about. Just people seeing the Niners hats, not liking them too much. Yeah, yeah. So as you guys already know, um, the 49 went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they won. Uh, and I had this I had this actual little little thing going on on Facebook. I had a little page on there or whatever. And I haven't been on the page. Did it a did lot. it did it die with the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of <laughs> died with the season. But I'm gonna bring it back, man, because I've been getting a lot of a, a, a lot of hate, you know, from me not going on this site and talking. So um, so been, people wanted to hear that they want to hear it they w- most definitely want to hear it because last year when i was talking it was all about wins you know what I mean? yeah they oh they so they they like why you ain't up talking about the losses <laughs> well i'm not talking about these losses so i'm gonna bring it back it's coming real soon i actually been me and me and dumbo been talking about it. i'm getting me a little setup man and I'm, I'm gonna start back uh talking about these losses and talking about you know the 49 but not just the 49ers man i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about football in general man because i like talking about that stuff so that's that's in the future. It's in the works. But back to my 49 stuff, man. You guys always see me. I'm either gonna be in some 49 stuff or I'll be in some Ole Miss. I'm an Ole Miss fan too, so you guys can go ahead and start hating on that too. Um, but yeah, those two things I'm I'm always be talking about, man. I'm always gonna have that gear on. Uh win, lose, or draw, right? Yeah. And then I'm from Mississippi, so I know a lot. Of, I'm going to answer this too. A lot of you guys gonna ask, why you a 49er fan and you from Mississippi? And my always my answer to that is the best player to ever put on cleats. Is from Mississippi, and he played for the 49ers. And that's my opinion. I say that's Jerry Rice. You know, went to Mississippi Valley. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why I'm a 49er fan. I've been a 49er fan since the 80s. So I've been yeah, a long I mean, time it's ago. just, you know, it started like three weeks ago. It was the hat. It was a hat, a 49ers hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next week, it was another hat. You know, this week, you got the shirt on. It's a cup yeah. now. Because they Sunday. You oh, know, okay. They game day. Are they still like being televised? Yeah, man. Okay. They they um we four and five, man. You know they added another game to us, so we ain't quite out of it yet, though. You know what I mean? Okay. They had another playoff game, so we ain't out of the we ain't out of there yet, though, man. We we still we still grinding. Got a lot of injuries, but we still grinding, man. Okay. Couple couple things just on the outside news is I can't. I'm not gonna get into this too much because it's, it's outside news stuff. The first is uh, rest in peace, King Von. Young rapper who died from Chicago. He died in Atlanta. So rest in peace to, to King Von. Uh, we had another another rapper pass away as well. Uh, rest in peace to him and prayers to uh, him and his family. And then we got a new president. The election happened. Well, I guess the election ain't over yet. What's going on with the election? <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but for as I know, uh, we got a president-elect, uh, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for as I know, um, I know that Donald Trump is in there. He's trying to do a lot of um, send a lot of, you know, recounts and and, and, and and try to do things like that. And which is isn't his right. So I'm not here being a Trump hater. He isn't is it in his right to do all that stuff. He can get recount. He can do all that stuff he need to do. Uh, 
pretty much in your hometown. They think it was an issue there um, in Philly. Um, I don't see how. Oh, so before we continue, Mo3. Mo3 is the, the rapper from Texas who got killed. Mo3. Um, I don't see how. Philly is a blue. I mean, Pennsylvania is, is blue normally. Uh, Philly... Trump not getting Philly's vote no matter not what. Philly. Like, not Philly. <laughs> so, so if Philly was, you know, who helped uh, Biden get in there, then it's that they could recount those votes a million yeah. times. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and you know what? I, you know what, I man? I'm going to say this. I'm not, look, I'm gonna, first I'm going to say this. I'm not a political guy, right? When it comes to um, who's the president, you know, I'm not really all into that stuff. This year was a big year. I've been in it way more than I normally be into politics. But I do got a question for all the listeners and you guys can can bash me. You guys can say whatever and send these questions in. But I want to say this, though. Uh, when it came to the election this year, we knew some votes was going to be, you know, mailed in. Right. Meaning they going to be you got to mail in votes. Then you got to vote. You're going to go to the to the booth and do. Right. So those votes was going to be counted a little bit late. And I guess when Donald Trump, you know, went in and he went up in all these states in the beginning, then they start counting those million votes and things start to change. But from my understanding, that was put out since the day one. This was going to happen like that. So I don't understand. I know a lot of people upset about that. Like, oh, these votes shouldn't have counted. No, we know we did million votes. Shit, I did million vote. I mailed mine in. I was surprised, man. I thought uh, Trump was going to be reelected. I did not expect Joe Biden to win. Well, I, I ain't gonna lie. In the beginning, leading up to it, I thought the same thing. I mean, I, I just, I just thought, I thought Trump was gonna going to win. But then I no crap was watching it, and and then I seen where, and the reason why I kind of started to think Joe Biden was going to win, um, when I started seeing. The vote start going the, when they when they said that they wasn't counting the um, they just starting to count the million votes. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, man, that's what Joe Biden was pushing for the million votes because of covid and people didn't want to go to booth. So it's going to be a lot more million votes. So then I started thinking, oh, man, you know, Trump may be up in some of these places because they haven't started counting the million votes yet. So. So, yeah. So we not only have a new president-elect, but we also got a vice president-elect, Kamala Harris. Yeah, man. First, first. woman, black. Uh, she got some Asian in there. Yeah. It's a lot of firsts for that. First, man. A lot of firsts. Big, that's, yo, that was so big. I, I retweeted her post of her saying that, you know, I might be the first person that's going to be in the office, but I won't be the last. That's man, wasn't it? What, did that bring chills, man? I was listening to that speech, man. She 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 speak very well, man, and, and she did a good job on that, man. When she said that, it kind of brought some chills, chills, uh, chills to me, man. Yeah, you know? I don't I don't I don't think it's ever a moment in time that I won't salute women on their accomplishments. Uh, yeah. and, and it's never a moment in time where that's not a big deal either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and that well, I say that because it don't matter what in my opinion, it don't matter what your political beliefs is. I, I don't personally think we should still even have red, blue, red, blue stuff. Yeah. Um, the president should represent the better part of America, whatever we want. But so I it, like whatever your political views are, we have our first woman in that seat in that office and that's just something that we should be able to salute you know whether it was on the red side or the blue side 
So uh, congrats, shout out to Kamala Harris. Good, you know, good job, good work getting there. Now it's time to now it's time to get to work. It's time to yeah. do some work. Whenever we finish counting the votes and figure yeah. out if it's Trump or not. Yeah. So I know for some of the, it's it's everybody's hanging on now at this point. For uh, some of the people that voted Biden, you know, it's like you can't a hundred percent be happy because you're still waiting on the like actual actual uh end result and then for some of the people that voted trump they still hanging on to the hope that you know somehow we're gonna squeeze these last couple votes out for these last couple states because trump is not going to concede yeah and and regardless of um um who you voted for um i know a lot of people wasn't happy with obama you know when he was president right so I know a lot of people probably won't be happy if, if Biden become the president because yeah. they voted for Trump. So they're probably not going to be happy with it. Um, so let's get into that, man. Let's get into like what it's like to sit. You, you've been in for what? How many years? 20, 21. 21 years. 22 years. 22 years. 22 years. Yeah. All right. So you've been in for 22 years. Yep. Um, in those 22 years, have you liked every president that was in office? So I'm going to be honest with you, man. And I, I said this a little bit earlier, man. Um, it really wasn't a big deal for me on who was president. Right. Right. Um, now, um, working on the president, have I ever came and said, man, I just, I just don't like what's going on. I'm going to say not really, man. It really didn't never, it never uh, touched me like that. Like, but it is some people that's real yeah, political. Yeah, it's, it's some people. It's uh, some people that are. I remember yeah. we had we had a, a Barack Obama picture in our shop, like probably like two years after he he got elected, and uh, he's our president. Like we could have pictures of the president in our office. I remember somebody walked in the shop and was like, "Why the fuck y'all got a picture of that dude up in the shop?" Mm. You know, and I'm like, "Cause he's the president." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like that's why. So I know that it's people that like, you know don't like the sitting president at times in the military and i wanted to i wanted to talk about it but you never yeah i don't you know i don't have experience yeah i don't no i never had that that type of experience i know people talk about political stuff which we really don't want to talk about political stuff in the workspace and all the workplace and all that stuff but i know people talk about it all the time um but when it comes to me in the military and i and i just think back like what should i think about when a president coming in right and i'm gonna tell you um, mostly every time a president come in, we get like little raises here, like every year or whatever. Um, matter of fact, we may have not had the biggest of raises with Obama, but uh, we had some pretty good raises when Trump came in. I remember, remember us getting like, you know, two points, some three points, some whatever. We had a nice, be. we had a nice, a uh, nice joint with Obama too. I think, Did I we? think we had a um, 3.1 joint. Yeah. So I'm assuming people thinking about it like that, but me as a military man and what we do, what does the president actually do for me? I, I think... My biggest concern maybe be who's the freaking CNO or who is the MacPon, you know, things like that. I think about like who's those guys. I know they may have some kind of effect on a policy or something that, that I'm doing in the military. The president himself, what he's going to do for 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 little Damon. I, I don't know, man. So the one of the things is we can't we just can't bad mouth. You know, we can't bad mouth no, no. the president then. No. You know, if that's if that's all, all we could get to, because I'm, I'm another one who never really and I had this conversation a million times, but I, I, I don't feel the the personal effect of 
who's yeah. in the office a lot. I, I really don't, you know, yeah. uh, kill me for that, you know, but I don't, I never really feel the personal effect. I, I, I see stuff in the news. Like I remember when Bush was in office and a lot of the stuff that I saw him doing was funny. It was like funny to me. I got laughs out of Bush, uh, his uh, press conferences and stuff like that. He said some funny stuff. I know some people like hated him, but I joined the Navy like right at the Obama years too. Yeah. Like right, like right in 07. So it was like the last year for, for Bush. So I would just say to, you know, monitor your content that you're putting out on social media because you still represent the military. Yep. You know, you still uh, so you can't do that. Like it's certain things about active protests that you just can't do. Um, so just be careful with that stuff and keep that stuff personal to yourself. Yep. I agree, man. Speaking of black women in first, though, I want to I, I am personally going to clap it up for Sydney Barber from Lake Forest, Illinois. I'm going to clap it up for her. Yeah. Yes. Congrats, Sydney Barber. First black female brigade commander. So she's supposed to be taking over after the holiday break, the spring semester. And this is something, and this at, so this is the Naval Academy. So at the Naval Academy, Sydney Barber, first black female brigade commander, taking over after the holiday break. And this is something that's never happened ever in ever. 175 years of the academy. Ever. Yeah, man. Um, First off, when I when I just think about this and I think of it just like you think about it, can you sit here and believe the fact that this is the first, the first black woman uh, to lead the midshipmen? No, it's, it's, it's hard. I asked my division officer who went to the academy. I'm like, is this a big deal or what? Like, like, you know, he was like, well, you know, it's he's like the brigade commander is, you know, somebody he's like, most of them are normally like really, really. Hot shots. He said they all look. He said they all look good too. Like they, they all good looking. He was like, it's never a bad looking brigade commander. But he was like, they normally like really, really good. Like good hard workers, uh, real impressive people. Period. Like just yeah. alphas, good to go. So he gave me some insight on on just that part of it. So he said she must she must be good if she got yeah. elected to be brigade. She's not the first woman, but she's yeah. the first black woman. Yeah, doing a little research on it, man. The first woman, I think, was in 91. 1991 was the first woman. But um, it's, it's a big deal, man. That's 4,500 midshipmen that comes through there, man. She's going to be be leading those guys, man, leading from the front. Um, if, if anybody out there that got more more details that want to want to hit us up and let us know, like, the actual, like, what do they do, um, please do. Uh, hit us up. Let us know. We always... Um, you know, trying to do better when it comes to that stuff. So I don't know exactly their job or whatever, but I know how big of a deal it is if you're in charge of uh, you and you stand in front of 4,500 midshipmen. Man, that's a lot, man. That's that's a big time uh, job. Um, and big shots out to Sydney Barber, man, being the first black woman. There's a couple other things about her, right? You, Go ahead, man. you read up on her? Go ahead. She she holds a school record for the four by 400 meter oh, relay. Oh, yeah, I did. She do some other stuff, and then she's also on a gospel choir. Yeah. So she 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 doing a lot of stuff. And then in 2017, Simone Askew was selected as the cadet first captain at the U.S. Military Academy. So that's West Point's equivalent yep. to the brigade commander. Yep. But as uh, in reading the article, it said officials at the Air Force <laughs> Academy did not immediately respond to questions about whether black women have ever served in the school's top student post. And that's a cadet wing commander. So. Hey. Air Force, <laughs> Air Force good. Academy. Let us know what's up, man. What's up, man? What's going on? I mean, out it, there, took, man? it took the Naval Academy 175 years. 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind of talk about that. 175 years later, we should not be doing any first. In 2020, we just talked about Kamala. Now we're talking about Sydney Barber. In 2020, um, these first for black women are starting to get old to me. You know? And I don't know if that's everybody. I mean, and that's women in general, but um, this is another black woman, another first. Like, damn, just open the doors for them. Like, let's get this yeah. out of the way. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this. Yeah, actually, man, uh, we, we, we talking about first again, just just off topic a little bit, man. Like um, uh, we also got the first and I got to look it up real quick. I ain't got the name with me, but I just read it. The first um, woman to be a GM for a baseball. Yeah. Woman, the first. Just period. Period. Come on. First. Yo. Like we got to do better. We got to get these. We got to get these doors open. Right. I think we only had ever one GSM uh, Master Chief, uh, Pariba Reed. She's a she was on a Villa Golf yeah. too. She was on that right before I got there. But yeah. damn, just one GSM Master Chief. And all this, like I mean, like, all right, I know we had some then we have a then they have a scandal with like uh the Master Chief board a couple years ago. Yeah, they like, did. Like just a, a couple years ago, right? Yep. Yeah, like we <laughs> like we gotta do better. <laughs> like gotta we, do we, better, we, man. we can't keep doing stuff like that because that means that you know we were picking and choosing who was going places. Yep. And that and, ain't cool. And we talking about it, man. Like they talking about it, like that whole scandal thing was people talking. Come on, man, you at these boys, you can't be doing all that, man. It's it's just like, it's a, it's it's just bad all the way around, man. You if you think about it, that if you was up during that time frame from Master Chief, then you got looked over because you got some some homeboys up there, man. How how, how that make you feel, it's man? Crazy, man. You know what I mean? Like like my record could be better than his record, and I didn't get selected because you know him. Get out of here, crazy. man. Get out of here. It's crazy. And that, I mean, and that's like, it, we got senior chiefs like you affected. I know uh, people personally. I mean, and you would be affected because yeah. you were up for Master Chief. And that, that was like two years ago or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Then I know other people that, you know, that's been hit, been hit by that too. You know, we got a lot of Master Chiefs that, you know, been in for a while. It's hard to make, it's not easy to make no, Master Chief. Definitely. So these people that put in the work that deserve to, you know, sit that seat, man, we got to start opening up the doors for them. Most definitely, man. 3% increase in basic pay. So we were just talking about that, right? It's looking like a 3% uh, budget was proposed. It's going to be approved in December. And SBAH 2.8 increase. Yeah, man. Normally, you, you, you see it like that. It's always... Um you know, you talk about the base pay, man, but that two point eight on that BAH too, man. That's the housing, man. Allowance, yeah, that's, man. That's I mean, that's, that's, that's good that's, if you live in Cali. Cali. That's good if you yeah, live yeah, in Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> you live in Cali, that's pretty good, man. Not, Maybe not. anywhere, man. You know, now for us DC dwellers. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a raise anyway. Gotta be okay. Three point one. More money. More money. Yeah, man. Gotta get that money. All right. This has been a big hot topic. A lot hot of people want to talk about hot this topic. One. The alternative, the alternate rank tab. Oh, man. For the type threes are the Woodland Camis. I can't even act like I knew that that was the name of them. The Woodland Camis. Did you know that? To my for the. Um... Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Doc listened to the episode, right? My Doc, uh, for all listeners, my Doc listened to the episode 
And I said PCB, right? She said, you keep saying PCB, PCB, it's PFB, pseudo. And then she told me what it was, pseudo, <laughs> polybius, whatever. I still don't remember what it is, but I want to clarify that. It's PFB, it's not PCB. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get that wrong. But, hey, we don't know everything up here, right? And we don't want to. We just want to have conversations. Honest conversations, you know what I'm saying? That's and it, I, I told Doc, next time... When I'm talking about something health related, I'm going to give her a phone call, man, because I don't want to mess that up. Whoever listening, like, what he talk about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's PFB. But yeah, back to these woodland camis, which are the type threes. Yeah. yeah. So how you feel about this? Is this a big thing, man? Oh, man. Let me. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going hey, like, to tell you exactly. first, first off, right, can you break it down to our civilian listeners what we're talking about, period? Okay. So. For our, N, for our NWUs, Woodland Camis, uh, what the NWU work? is the, the the Type Threes, the Navy working yeah the working uniform mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, when we walking around and we and we see an officer or we see somebody we need to salute, it's kind of hard to recognize until you get like right up on them. Right? You ever had you ever had that struggle? Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do. Me I mean, I, I had a struggle all the time. I'm looking like I'm looking at everybody, like, like, like trying to yeah. figure out what they are. Yeah, I'm looking like I'm not even looking at their face. I'm looking straight Dude, down like, trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> so, the Navy came up with this bright idea uh-huh. that we're gonna use the. Uh, let me make sure I get it right. We're gonna use the the uh, cold weather Parker insignia, yeah. right? Now this insignia is 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 um is black, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you straight up what I think about it. I think it's a great idea, uh-huh. but I think we could have did something else besides <laughs> using that for um, the representation. Because I mean, when you look at this man, it's a totally different color from what the NW Type Three, the working uniform, is a yeah. totally different color. Good idea. Um, but we could have did a lot more, man. We could have, we could have, we could have changed the stitching. Or we could have did something like that, man. We didn't change the. In- now, do I see it now? Oh yeah, I'm imagine it. You know? I most definitely, I most definitely can tell the difference now. But come on, man. You, I'm, we I'm just imagining Big Navy just ain't had time for the bullshit, man. Like, like, no, no. Well, like, hey, just take the tab off your pocket, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, we ain't about to make no whole new thing, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I thought about it for a second. I think it. it we didn't want to spend the money. Yeah, was it, like, was yeah, it a money thing? <laughs> we didn't want to go out there. We did United States Navy, and we we didn't want to spend the money. Yo, this this one of those Chief McCullough resolutions. Like, hey, you know, they haven't tried. Just tell them take it off the yeah. <laughs> tell them take it off the parker, man. Like, <laughs> they probably called us for this one, man. Oh man, and then on then with the other thing that got me caught up, and this this caught me because me and you big on this right here, man. Yeah, they said when it came out that they. Got the feedback from the safes. <laughs> so I thought about this for a minute, man. Why none of this feedback came from me? Now, I didn't get no, I don't, I didn't know, I don't know anything about, you know, what one, I guess it was a focus group again, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, you whoever, whoever they talked to, I know I wasn't involved and I know you wasn't involved. Again, nah. hey, world, can we get involved in some of these groups and some of these feedback something so we can talk about it? Yeah, I you would a, think. That San Diego, because right now we're in California, we're recording in California. You would think San Diego was a hot spot for people to come to get answers from sellers, but I haven't heard anything from anybody about any of this stuff. Nothing. And if you were if you were on one of those groups that talked about this, man, hit us up. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. I want to know how it went. I want to know, you know, what was talked about in there. Did you guys come up with that 
cold weather Parker to yeah, use? Did, just, did you guys come up with that? <laughs> Let me know. I'm sure like somebody probably had it under the rug. Hey, well, just <laughs> use that. Just grab that. <laughs> that looked pretty good. <laughs> just take that, man. Oh hey. my goodness, man. Come you, on. You know man. what I want to know from you though? If we if we did smokers, right? You know, you you know what smokers is, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what smokers? Smoke, smokers where you like uh back in the day they used to like put on gloves or put on something and, and, and make a little ring if you had some kind of disagreement and you didn't like each other you pretty much put hands on each other until you resolve your your little issue you got all right so i had read in some story it was a quick story it's probably completely false i probably don't know what the hell i'm talking about here but i read in some story it was a captain on some ship and he mm. was doing smokers with the sellers and he was whooping their asses man mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean if you had to like if you had to do smokers with your with your captain would you win that fight or would you let your captain win man ain't letting the captain win nothing <laughs> i'm going to swinging for the fences man i'm trying to take him out man because i'm here to tell you i, I don't i ain't letting him no no Cause I've been hit with one of those gloves before, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. It ain't a nice feeling, so I'm most definitely so not trying, trying to. Win that. Cap- yeah, I'm trying to win that, man. All right, let's let's get into smokers a little bit, though. What you think about it? Uh, it's not for the Navy. I mean, when I came in, man, we used to just do stuff like this on our own, man. Like go up there and just go into. I was on one of my ships, man, on a, on a frigate, man. We should go up there to the top and just you know do our own thing up there, man. Do our own little smokers up there, just a friend, just like ten of us, uh-huh. just go up there, man, and duke it out. But uh, as you've been in the navy for a little while, man, most definitely not a good idea to be going up there with no no medical staffs and no man. We came out there, man. We got guys that was out of commission, like man, a day or two, man, like having headaches, having all type of stuff. Cause we up there just. Throwing hands on, putting hands on each other, man. So I don't think it's a good idea now to do anything like that, man. You ever had like fan room counseling or fan room beatdown stuff or heard of that? Yeah, almost definitely heard of it. Um, the only thing that I kind of like witnessed myself, and I wasn't in the room, but I was outside the room. Where, um, and I'm gonna give you the whole story. So this this happened. We had we got we had I was on a frigate and we had some inspectors on board. And um, I was the actual team leader at the time. And my scene lead was a DC2. And I go down in this space and we fighting this fire. We fighting this fire. And then. Um, it was we, a real fire? No, not a, a real fire. Okay. A drill. Okay. Run a drill okay. with ATG on board the ship. And we going down there and I'm fighting the fire or pretending to fight the fire for everybody else out there. Um, pretending to fight the fire. And um, I'm calling for the scene leader, let him know what's going on. But the scene leader wasn't giving me no feedback back. He wasn't repeating. Normally, we, we got this big thing in the Navy, we repeat backs. Mm-hmm. So if I say something to them, they automatically going to say something back. So I wouldn't get no feedback from him. And then um, for a long time, and then I heard over the one MC, you know, you know, cancel the drill, drill, you know, drill was over or whatever. And I come out of the space and wasn't no scene leader up there. Right. So my chief called me and me and uh, the DC2 up there to repair two. And on a frigate repair, too, it's all the way up forward up there, right? So we go up there, and uh, he told me, and he said, you, he said, Chief's like, hey, you sit, you chill right here. And he said, these two guys talk to you in repair, too. <laughs> and, man, I heard a lot of yelling, man, a lot of yelling. And I just heard, like, some furniture in there moving, man. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff was oh, in there, like, like, like it was shaking out the bulkheads <laughs> in there, man. Like, it was crazy. And then, then all of a sudden, man, like, uh, the Chief comes out. And he told me to follow him. <laughs> okay. So I followed him. And he got this. Hey, man, that's unacceptable. And that's not how we do. Uh, that's not because I was I was kind of like been in the Navy maybe a year. Yeah. And he just wanted me to know that's not how we do business. 
Like you would never be whooping, left in whooping a, people ass in a repair locker. Or? No, 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 no. Like when it came to training, okay, we don't leave. You know, a senior leader wouldn't leave his team in the space. Yeah, right. And then on top of that, it, it was a big deal for him and the fact that he did it. And you got inspectors on board too. It's easy when yeah. you inspectors on board with a council of drill and to start it over or whatever. But you got inspectors on board, so it was a, even a bigger deal. You know, for him. But it was most definitely back in like ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine, man. And and man, my chief was a big boy. So how, how was uh, how was DC two after that? I didn't I didn't see him right afterwards, right? Yeah. But he was kind of one of those guys that was kind of kind of I ain't gonna say it'd have been easy to do that to him. Put it like that. You know what I mean? Oh, he he one of those guys. He one of those guys that you could have did that to him, and he'll come right back and, and you guys friends in the next five minutes. Yeah. He's one of those type of guys. Like, oh, I messed up, so I deserve that. Damn. <laughs> He's yeah. one of those guys. Yeah, so, I probably, I probably so, deserve that. So right Chief there. is the only person that came out the locker. Yeah, he didn't come out. <laughs> Chief, look, Chief came out oh, the locker. Man. He came out the locker, closed it behind him. Man. So I guess he told him take a little time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cl- hey, hey, clean <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take clean a, off, man. Take, take a little time. I, you know, and pick the shit back up too, man. Straight, yeah, yeah, straight, straight up. This locker for yeah. the FFE. <laughs> Most definitely, man. That was a wild moment for me, man. Like, but that is not the wildest moment we come from my chief, though. That was one of them, man. Yeah, that was one. Of, that was one of the wild moments, man. It was one of those uh, eye-opening experiences. Um, but pretty much right after he left the ship, man, I kind of didn't see nothing like that no more, man. Yeah, like things to to that nature. But he was one of those aggressive, aggressive guys, man. Yeah. So aggressive. I mean, so is that I know, we, we, and we still talk about smokers. Yeah. But my my question with with that is like. Do you think that that's something that's lacking right now in in, in the military? That those aggressive leaders. It, it's a it's a difference in them being. Um, and I don't mean aggressive. I don't mean whooping their like, ass in yeah, a, in a yeah, locker, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. I mean how. Oh, I'm most definitely soft like, have we got? Yeah, we got real. We we have got soft because we try to find ways to go around it because of the fact of we get in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Right, we get in trouble for for the things we say and the things we do, and so if we get in trouble for it. Yes, we are adapting, right? So if, if if I see Navy Times got these chiefs get in trouble, and I see the ship is giving these letters out for people who saying this and doing this, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna continue to do it. I have to adapt to the situation, and we are adapting, so we're not as aggressive. As probably once was before, and we can't be because we 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 getting held to a different standard than it was back then. I, I think one of the hardest things that I had to hear, right, and it, and and it was close to home for me too. It was a chief saying, like, "Hey, you know, I want to. Cor- this seller is always messed up, like always unsat, and I want to correct this seller every single time I see the seller unsat. But sometimes I don't correct the seller." Cause I don't want the seller to think that I'm picking on, mm-hmm. you know, the seller. That shit was hard to hear, man. Yeah. And but it it, it hit home too. And I know this this part of our conversation right now is kind of like in direction to chiefs, uh, and not as as much in favor of like some of the some of our sellers. But that shit that hit home for me. Like I've been in situations like that, man. Yeah. Like every time I see the seller, they doing something wrong. Yeah. You know. But if I continue to correct them, it's gonna be like, yo, I'm picking on them. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. that's hard, man. But I, I I tell you, I had I actually had a situation the same way that that and I was was told the same thing before too. 
And my thing is, man, like how I answer that question, how how I deal with that is I'm going to I'm going to say it, man. Like I'm going to tell you every day I see you jacked up. I'm going to tell you jacked up and I'm going to say this. Hey, I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm not trying to even talk about this every day. But if you continue to look like this, I am not going to walk by you and say it's okay. And for you to think it's okay, because if I walk by you, the first thing is somebody else correct you. You would be like, hey, senior didn't say nothing. And that's not going to happen with me. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's the stock right there. Yeah, they see you ain't say nothing. Chief yeah. ain't say nothing. Yeah, so it's, I, it's the same with the COVID mask. Like we don't, oh, yeah. I don't want to tell you every day to wear your mask or put your mask up. We don't. That's not you know that ain't the life that we live where we want to say that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just we have to. It's a part of the job is to maintain that structure. And plus, it's COVID's a deadly disease. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's how I break that down to my guys every day at quarters. Like, well, every. Every opportunity that I get, I'm not going to say every day, but hey, COVID is a deadly disease. There are actual people dying from this. Make sure we're responsible with, with our mask and everything. Most and, definitely, man. And we being responsible, we got our sneeze guard. We got our, uh, we, we, we got man, our, we te- uh, our thermostat, thermometer, whatever whatever you call it. We we good to go. We being responsible for everybody that's out there Most listening. Definitely. All right, back to smokers for a second. I think, me personally, I think smokers is is a decent thing. Um, I know that you need a lot in place. You need medical, you need yeah. a whole bunch of stuff, but I feel like smokers is, is so is, what would you do it for though? Is it to, to correct somebody or you would do it for what? What was your purpose of doing it? The same reason why people play basketball or football. So some do it for just the sport. A recreational sport. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A recreational okay. sport. Um, I, I mean, the whole idea of, Hey, my LPO pissed me off. Let's yeah. put them gloves on and, you know, show them. I like, People always say that the world would be a better place if you could just smack the hell out somebody, right? Yeah. Like if men could just smack men or whatever. I, I think if that happened, man, like, like if 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 I was the LPO man and my my fireman took me up in there, man, and put hands on me, man, <laughs> I don't even think I we we would see that. Man, he might like be in. The, I might tell him to go do something the next day, and he'd be like, "You remember that?" Yeah, it's like it's like. <laughs> You remember what I did yesterday, right? It's like that Kevin Hart joke when he yeah, said that they whipped his dad ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not going to tell me to take the trash out. Hey, you take the trash out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, big news, big news. Navy SEALs, Nigeria. Uh, SEAL Team 6, October 31st. The Navy SEALs rescued a hostage in Nigeria. Yeah, man. Um, big deal. Big deal in the Navy. Uh, I think it was a civilian uh, went in and rescued. But the biggest thing I, uh, out of that story and the, and the feedback that I got, man, was um, seemed like it was a lot of help. It wasn't just the Navy SEALs, man. It seemed like uh, Nigeria helped out a little bit, too, in making sure we got that uh, individual back, um, uh, got him safe, and, and everything's good to go. So that was a big deal on, like, you know, uh, I hear a lot of stories all the time when we talk about uh, the United States, man. We hear about, like, why are we the, the the only ones doing this? The only ones helping? The only ones going overseas? The only ones doing this while we and everybody else stuff or whatever? But to hear that Nigeria kind of helped out also um, when it came to saving um, this individual is a pretty good thing to hear. Yeah, I was reading uh, something saying that what normally happens is the Nigerians get these hostages. This one, the U.S. citizen, and then they eventually sell them to terrorists. Mm-hmm. And uh, terrorists 
do what they want. So the sales wanted to get in there before any of those kind of transactions started to happen. Yeah. So good on the sales. Uh, good, good on the sales for that. Uh, Everybody was involved. Good deal. Shout out to the sales. And that's, that's good work. Good deal. Yep. We talked earlier about good news coming out the Naval Academy. Yeah. You know, um, it's some other news coming out the Naval Academy, too, about a midshipman. Well, he's suing the Navy, uh, the Naval Academy, because they're trying to expel him for racist tweets. Yeah. You know anything about that? I tell you what, man, you have to be real careful right there, man. You got to be real careful um, because you got the Second Amendment and all that type of stuff, freedom of speech and all that. But also you're in the military and we expect it to to do things at a certain level. We expect it to do things in accordance with and and all this type of stuff. Right. So, and, and, and my biggest thing from this, so for example, say nothing happens to this sailor. This sailor goes in, this sailor does his thing, and he gets out of Navy Academy. Now he shows up to your command now, and believe it or not, every sailor know this story. Every sailor know that you went on there and, 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 and said uh, something about Brianna. Brianna, you said uh, she already got her justice. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Things, things like that you say. So that was that was when uh, somebody tweeted they were waiting for Brianna to receive her justice because they was waiting for everything to come out from the hearing and stuff like that. And his yeah. his response was she already got her justice the night that she was murdered. Yes. And he also said something about the protesters at, at, at uh, George Floyd thing, uh, thing, the protesters like. Uh, this would be over a lot sooner we, if they took care of the protesters. Some, some to that effect, right? Um, but my thing, my, what I'm getting at is now you have to go to a ship. But you don't think none of those sailors have read that before? The, the sailors you go stand up in front of and you're going to start leading? Yeah. You don't think they have looked at this? So my whole biggest take from it is, is how you going to go lead these young sailors when they know your background? Yeah. And that's why, and that's why it's kind of not the best thing to do. Social media. Mm-hmm. About these kind of opinions, yes, because it, it it goes with you, man. Yeah, like yeah. people have these opinions, you yes. know, and I'm nobody could stop people from the way they think. But some of these opinions you need to keep to yourself because the forum that you'll be in later, you know, you 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 might be a devil. Your chief might not agree, you know, what what, what you said. This the person that's initially supposed to be training you putting you setting you on the right path mm-hmm. you know and your chief already know how you think about certain things yeah um and that's my whole take on it man is that like we we even though you at the academy man you still you still finna come in the navy and be a leader from day one you're standing up in front of the division in day one right so you held to a different standard um so we have to know that man and 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 the academy have to hold this guy um um accountable for this i mean how they gonna do it yeah, i don't know they, you think I, they got the right to expel him and that's what i i don't know man I, it, it's it's hard because of the second amendment but i know it's it gotta be some policies out in the navy um that can hold him accountable for it for the for the stuff he said um and I'm talking about wherever he go, man. He can wherever he go to a ship that that's that this always gonna be coming up, man. It can be it could be the commanding officer reading this stuff about you. 
It could be the your department head. You know, you don't know. You know, what if your department head feel differently when you feel about this whole situation? But now you finna go work for him. He might think of you different now. You know what I mean? Regardless, people got feelings and people um gonna think the way they think. So it's just a hard situation, man. It's a hard situation for him. It's a hard situation for the Navy. But um, I most definitely wouldn't post nothing like that on social media, man. I mean, and that's that's part of why I think diversity training is essential. That's yeah. part of the reason why I think we can't do away with diversity training. I know what the president was saying about feeling like it was racist. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think that there is not the right way to look at it. Um, no, nobody's pushing an agenda like it's it's a dark history <laughs> that's like no pun intended but it's a dark history with being certain races in america we can't ever forget that stuff you know nobody's trying to establish hate or anything in any other people from any kind of race or anything like that uh, when it comes to um uh, equality for women and stuff like that but if we're gonna be honest we just announced two first black woman positions in this episode alone yeah you know so i mean uh <laughs> the finish line the goal line or whatever it hasn't been the same for for years and that diversity training it's never going to be effective if, if it's not training the people that needs to hear it and it's people like this midshipman i'll be honest man it's people like him that need to hear this kind of stuff yeah it's people like him you know what i'm saying like we need to kind of we need to understand how other people feel about this kind of stuff. The last thing I'm going to say before I know you, you know, I know you got some stuff to say is I was talking to one of my young sellers and she was uh, saying, hey, chief, you know, somebody said I don't see color. And uh, she and somebody told this person that they were wrong for saying that. And, and she asked me, she's like, what do you think about it? She's like, you know, it's something I say every now and then, like, I don't see color. I'm like, I don't think that that's right. You know, we I believe you should see color. And and that's what I mean about the training, because I think we don't understand these things. Like somebody might think that that like that's the right thing to say. Like, yeah. I don't see color. I know what it means. It means that you judge everybody on the same level. It don't matter what the color of their skin is. But people from different backgrounds, people from different heritages, they have different qualities that that's special to their background and their heritage. Saying that you don't see color for most people of those background and heritages, it completely cancels out the background and the heritage of the person of that color. We all should still see color and we should love and respect everybody's color for, for, for what it is. So the whole that's that's how I feel about the whole I don't see color thing. Yeah. And that's why I believe that we should never stray away from things like diversity training. Yeah, I mean that was you. You said that perfectly, man. Like, um, in order to get where you going, man, you gotta know where you you were from and what you didn't what you, what um you didn't came through or whatever to get where you going, right? So most definitely, um, diversity training is one of those things that to to put everybody on the same um, page and and know what's going on with every culture or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but um, one of the things about um, what didn't happen with the whole thing with the with the, when the president uh, put out was they didn't stop the uh, that that naval task force. Yeah, task right. Force so right. that 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 task force was 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 identifying discriminations and and things like that. So they was out. That's what they was. They put a task force out to identify a lot of these things, which was coming more from 
Uh, the George Floyd thing too. I think it's, it kind of yeah, stemmed, stemmed from a, yeah, stemmed um, from, that. Um, from that. Where y'all at? Where y'all at, Task Force One? Yeah, so Task Force One, holler at us, man. We 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 trying to trying to reach out, man. Um, that diversity training, man. Um, like you said, man, everyone learns from that. It ain't just for like we have a a, a certain uh, history or whatever, man. It's for everybody to learn, not just that specifically that specific uh, race or whatever. Um, and, and, and like I said before, man, like learning your background, learning your history, it helps everybody, yeah. you know, and, and that's what I don't think people understand, man, about it. Like, it's easy for someone to say, oh, yeah, don't worry about this. You know, we don't want to do this no more. But why? Your, your reason not to do this stuff is not not the reason. Right. And who did you talk to about it? Right. Like who you talk to about getting rid of this diversity training before you made the decision to get rid of it because it's that big man i feel like it's that is that big and who was in a room i like to be in that room um to talk about why we getting rid of uh diversity training yeah i, I think it's i think and i always think it's people that's just racially ignorant like i don't even think it's people that's racist all the time i think yeah. it's I always think that like hey these people like when h&m did the whole coolest monkey in the jungle thing I thought that was racially ignorant. Like, I, I never yeah. thought, like, hey, these people are totally intending to be, like, but to put this sh- shirt about a monkey on this black kid to be racist and yeah. to lose, you know, a lot of their customers. Like, this is what they want to do. I just think, like, they they were racially ignorant. And that's another reason that we should not stop diversity training. But that's another reason why you probably need representation in every room, right? We don't yes. we don't a lot better about having representation like on TV and in movies. But if there's no black person in the room to be like, hey, like, don't put this monkey t shirt on this black kid. Just put the put the tiger t shirt on a black kid. Put the monkey t shirt on a white kid. In. I mean, we good to go right there. Or, 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 yeah. or just don't use a monkey t shirt or something. But when we don't have representation, again, you make those racially ignorant mistakes. Yeah. And you and I agree with that totally, man. Not necessarily mean you racist, but you just making a dumbass move, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just, 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 just silly, man. And um, I think it's a lot of people like that, and uh, they don't really understand like how different things affect different people or different races. Yeah, and they want they try to force you know this thing, and you know it's like you are affecting somebody of a race. Yeah, I agree, man. All right, man. So, so I heard this thing, man. Like, like um, about, and I, I don't know. We want to how deep we want to go in this, man. But I do want to bring it up, man. This thing about, um, which is kind of crazy to me, man. This this Fat Leonard thing, man. Mm, fat Leonard. Fat Leonard, man. Like, like, Let's man. I, I was, I was reading a, I just reading, reading an article, man. It wasn't a long article or anything like that, man. Um, and I just wanted to. The briefly say, man, the reach, the reach that this guy had over there, man, was out of control. And and I'm speaking on a little bit, man, because I was over there uh, doing a lot of this time, man. And I and I heard this name before. Like, I have heard the name um, Fat Leonard before all this stuff came out. Yeah. So this ain't like first time I hear his name, but I didn't hear it in a bad light at the time you know uh of what was going on and i was a younger sailor at the time too so i didn't know um all the details to now like on what this guy was doing and how he was doing it 
Um, but just thinking back, man, it make you make you open your eyes up now as you older and be like, man, what in the heck was going on over there uh, during this time? We got a guy over there that that's getting information mm-hmm. from sailors. When I say sailors, I'm talking about at the highest level. Yeah, you know. And uh, they had a name for the uh, for that group too. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but they had a name for like the group of people that was dealing with Fat Leonard. Yeah, and and think about this though, man. Like the Navy itself, right? This is when a ship pull into anywhere. We talking about a lot of money, maybe sometimes millions of dollars. Yeah, right. So I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna pick up every. All the contracts of every ship that pulls into anywhere for these millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna take your contract. Yeah, this like a, this a movie. This like made for a movie. Yeah, it's like a movie story, right? Yes, here. I'm gonna take your contract every time, right? Um, when you go somewhere, when, when you but when you pull in, I got you though. Yeah, anything so, you want, I got you. So let's rewind for a second, right? Mm-hmm. What what what's, what brought uh. This whole Fat Leonard story back into the light was a chief, right? Was well, a chief who just got locked yes, up. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, he was a he was a first class at the time. Brooke Alonzo Parks. Yes, he twenty seven months. He owed over twenty five thousand dollars that that he's ordered to pay in restitution for connection to with his guilty plea. But there was bribery going on. Uh, and a lot of stuff like that from him. You did you read the story about where he <laughs> he was like uh, requesting a hotel room at like one, a real Ritz. nice place? He said called <laughs> Ritz, man. He said he, said he had a, a a nice lady that he was yeah, going to spend a night with, and, and he's like, man, it felt good to live like a king on an E six budget. Yeah, man, wasn't that crazy, man? Then he said some stuff like, uh, "What what you need? Tell the boss, man." <laughs> Let the let the boss man know what you what you guys need. I mean, what? So and he was signing. He was a he was a logistic rate. So he was giving. I mean, he was signing in, man. He was signing off on a lot of stuff, man. Getting it in. So Fat Leonard, uh, Leonard Glenn Francis, Singapore Singapore based ship husbanding company, right? And they the people that you know we pull into the pier. They kind of provide. They well, they provide pier services and stuff like that. Glenn Defense Marine Asia. It says he obtained classified military information and gained an edge over his competitors. Yep. So, so every man, think about millions of dollars. That's what we do over there. We always pull it into these ports over there and stuff. So every time we pull it in, in these ports, this guy was getting the contract <laughs> getting them in, every man. time, man. Oh my goodness! Just to think back on that, man, like that is crazy, man. That's like a gangster. That's like like a gangster move, man. Living good. Big dude too. Big fact. Yeah. You know, fat like guy. 350, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just to think about that alone, man, you're right, man. That's a movie right there, man. That's, so, that's a movie. And I mean, we see it like, you know, these different peers and we see, you know, different things happen there. He was getting intel before ships came in about like, different casualties and a whole bunch of other stuff wasn't he yeah man he was getting all the information man like 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 when i say he was getting all the services man all the services if you had broken equipment you had whatever he was getting that business he know exactly what's wrong with the ship he know exactly where it's going when it's pulling in there and when you think about the the terrorists and all that type of stuff think about all that stuff man like when a ship goes somewhere you think he the only one? No, he can like 
tell somebody else that information, man. Somebody could be waiting on a pill. And when you think back on how dangerous that That's was, dangerous, man. dangerous, man. On how dangerous, uh, letting, letting, letting everyone know the ship schedule, you know, uh, where we doing operations at. And these were leaders. And leaders. Giving them this information. Leaders. I, even though I'm not mistaken, man, I could be wrong. You guys, anybody want to hit me up and, and, and say I'm wrong here. I think a couple of them was admirals. I think it was some, some some admirals was involved in this stuff, man. That's dirty and dangerous, man. You know what I mean? That's at the highest level right there, man. I could be wrong. I mean, please let me know, you know, but I think they was at the highest level up there, man. And this this ain't the first case of bribery in the military, navy either. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I know some people do some do some wild shit out there. I mean, I, I know this story this guy was telling me about um uh, this story that happened on his commands, man. They, they was doing a um, a precom ship or whatever, right? And they had these these cats that was um, um they had televisions, cause you know when you get that fruit that that first ship, man, they want to put these TVs in all these places or whatever on the ship, you know, if, you know, kind of like ship morale type stuff, you know what I mean? So if they want to watch TV, you know, after working hours or play video games and all that type of stuff, but um the the ship was buying these these televisions like say they bought well the ship only need a hundred TVs and say they didn't bought like three or four hundred TVs and they pretty much some of them they were selling them out of their garage and shit man that's crazy man selling these TVs man we had a LS when I was at the Navy well I don't, I don't remember our, I don't remember the rate of the seller but when I was at the Navy Academy we had a seller who was buying music instruments and getting them sent to her house and these are like what kind of side can you say to do that she had the information to get them and these were like the oh yeah. you know really expensive things you know i remember one time you giving out like oakley's man just to people like hey take these oakley's take nobody knew like man she got grand pianos back at the oh, <laughs> back at the house goodness, man. man but yeah so we had a a, a case like that but people do it a lot. Uh, I had somebody tell me about somebody that was taking like gee dunk, which this are snacks for the civilians, but like gee dunk machines and back to their house and their that place of work and stuff like that. So those those things happen a lot on a smaller scale than the fat Leonard yeah. thing. Yeah, man, that's wild, man. I, I I just I just read that story, man, about the whole fat Leonard thing, man. I was kind of taken back a little bit. Um about like how can you get away with that on that on that level for so long man like for so long how can you get away with that stuff um and, and when you know someone knows yeah you know someone knows about it and um once they start investigation you know so you, you saw what happened right did you see like it was like it was a whistleblower like mm -hmm. an officer i forgot his rank mm -hmm. uh, i think like a lt a lieutenant commander or something like that but to do kind of like saw that it was happening like hey it's going on it's going on and try to blow the whistle i think they try to deflect it uh once oh yeah so so speaking of that he had somebody that was in there that was um pretty much shooting it down as this person was talking about it they said they had a guy that was there deflecting it that's crazy so as the information come in he they was deflecting it yeah so uh that, i guess that kind of like was one of the reasons why I kept going for so long too, because he had inside people, man. He, <laughs> he had, had people it. in the inside, man, shooting it down. It was all made up the way it should have. He died, right? He's did he die? 
Uh, I know. I don't know if he died or not. He got sick. Out, but I know he got sick. Yeah. I know he got sick, but I don't know if he died or not. Yeah, he got but, sick. I, I don't know if he died. I think he. I think he passed away. But somebody will tell us if he's dead or not. Yeah, most definitely. So you got a couple of things you wanted to ask me. Um. Well, one of the things I wanted to 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 ask you, like, um, when did when did you find out? Like, when did it click for you that the neighbors for you and and this was something that you wanted to do? As I started succeeding in it. As you started succeeding, as you started uh, advancing and starting succeeding and start getting comfortable, you know, uh, doing the things you do. Yeah. As I started succeeding, because yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't like I didn't know the Navy was some people join already kind of with that in their eyes. And like that wasn't me. Yeah. I joined for other reasons. But while I was in, as I started seeing success and seeing how easy it was, you know, and I, yeah. I, I repeat, like we had these hard times, it's stress, it's different things. This is a this is an easy job. Yeah. You know, so as I started seeing how easy it was, I started realizing that I could compete here. I could I could do well here. I could perform here. And is this is it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is an inspection. This is, you know, what goes into this. It was really easy. Uh, my my granddad, who I just talked to earlier today, he used to always say like half the job is just showing up. You know, mm-hmm. half the job is just showing up. You're already good. You already got it. So I think that for me, I just realized it was for me then when the performance started to show. And, you know, I always go new places. Yeah. And uh, I'm performing. We talked about evals already, too. But I always go new places and I'm performing 100 miles an hour, right? 100 miles, 120 miles an hour. And I'm getting like those first couple of evals. And I'm like, hey, these evals are not reflective of what i do what i'm doing like yeah. you know why, why and i still think that like man i get to the point where i'm like i'm i'm working exceptional like i don't care about the politics of evals i'm working exceptional i should get the eval i deserve no matter what you know but it comes uh, eventually it, it always comes eventually but it don't happen then but I, I think yeah i think that's when i realized it was for me after some some time is it was it the same for you what well, I think for me, kind of the same way, um, but um, I think it kind of came out for me when I when I found out I wasn't just a damage control man, mm-hmm. right? I think that's where where when did you find that out though? You was like an E six, yeah. When I was like when I was a first class, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Same, because, same for me because when I came in, it was more like man, I lived and breathed damage control man. I almost get into fights with somebody talking about damage control man. Yeah, and then, like, and and for everybody, you know, while Damon talking, for everybody that hey, you know, talk. I mean, y'all always talk about engineers. Y'all always talk about the engineers. We're engineers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and we don't intend to always talk about you know engineers. Hopefully, we are talking to some people that you know that's affected by some of the same stuff that we're affected by. But just us happening to be engineers, a lot of our experiences are coming from the fact that we are engineers. But we got a surprise for you next week. Yeah, most definitely. So yeah, man. So um, when I found out, man, like I can do more, mm-hmm. you know, and I can spread more of uh, my leadership style to other people. I think that's when I kind of found out that um, I can do this, man, and I can excel at it because I always, you know, talk damage control and and and, and did all these things um, and and. And my I had a, a thing I always just talk about is no one outworks me. It's a lot of people smarter than me. Yeah. But outworking me is a whole different level. Like like I feel like you gotta put in some work to outwork me or 
or stuff like that. So, um, but when I started talking to sailors and, and started getting feedback from sailors and, and sailors, and I go in this thing and, and people tell me stuff like, man, these sailors are, are run through a brick wall for you, yeah, you know, and things like that. Then I start, okay, so people are listening to me. People are, you know, want to follow me. And then I think that's when I start excelling more than they, when I, people want to follow me. Yeah. So, yeah, same thing. The first half of my career was for me. Yeah. The second half of my career is for everybody else. Yeah. You know, even when I'm on a ship now, I'm going to a ship. I'm thinking about the EMC, the E the division that's coming after my division. You know, um, when I'm talking to sailors, I'm all thinking about them. My driver, if 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 my motivation of being in the Navy was still me right now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in the Navy. <laughs> yeah. I'd be out of here. You know, but my motivation to be in the Navy is for the sellers that came from places like I came from or came from anywhere, just coming in, learning and and wanting to excel and being able to either be a mentor, be a trainer or some type of inspiration to these young sellers that's trying to make their way in the world, whether they stay in the Navy or not. I, 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 I'm even past convincing sellers to stay in the Navy. Yeah. You know, just on a human aspect, like we need to succeed. You know, these are the things I learned. You know, let's go. So first half of the Navy was all about me, my quals, things I wanted to do. I became a leader like you. And I make sure that the second half of my career is dedicated to the people that's going to be running the world when we when we Most definitely. get out of here. Our replacements is what they say. I, yeah. Our replacements. Right. Uh, so we always talk about, you know, we try our best to fit in um, a policy, you know, every one of our episodes, you know, and today um the the physical fitness program yeah man. i yeah, like to know i like to know your your take man what you think about uh the program man and and, and where it's going right now right now like where the program going do we even need do we even need to do the things we do with this program no i don't think so i think that like uh in order to prove that we could f- uh battle in order to prove that we could survive we got like DC training and drills and we got things like we had coming out of boot camp battle stations. Yeah. I don't like no and no and no time of anything that we got going on in the Navy. Do I think like you're going to just up and do push ups for two minutes? Like if you know, if 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 the ship gets if some pirates come on a ship or some terrorists come on a ship, like we're not about to just do two minutes of push ups. Our two minutes, our two minute plank, like it's time for us to survive. I think our test should be based off of that. Maybe a swim test. Yes. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? That, that would be a challenge for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that would be a yeah. challenge for me. That, But but I don't think that like what we doing a mile and a half, even a mile and a half run. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think that is any of that is geared toward Navy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we should do it. Yeah, I agree. Kind of, I agree totally. And I think both of those CFLs before, which is command fitness leaders, um, at some point in time in our career, man. And and I just, um, I know it's something that the Navy wants to do and how they want to do it for, for you know, health wise, making sure sailors are healthy and things like that. Because it's more to it than just the run and stuff. They actually look at you medically and things like that too. Yeah. When they do the, when they do the, the uh, what PHAs and all that type of stuff, yeah, things but, you do before you do that. But can you be honest about that though? Like, yeah, it's just a bunch of checkbox stuff. How serious stuff. is that? Yeah. I mean, I agree with that too. Um, but hopefully when you're doing that stuff, you can identify some, some, and then a lot of times sailors won't even say anything anyway. They'll just be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And go out there and, and do their thing anyway. So I think it's for some, they try to identify things ahead of time, but 
it don't work like that all the time. Yeah, because um, even like when they do like the PHA and they ask you like, how often do you drink? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember doing a PHA in, in, in Annapolis. And it's like, yeah, you know, how often do you drink? And I, I'm seeing the, you know, how often I drink. Then I'm seeing like the, if I give them this, you know, I don't got hair, nothing that's it. So I'm yeah. hitting them with the, I don't got hair. One time I was real honest in the, in the, for the HM1. After I did the PHA, because it was electronic, I was mm-hmm. really honest. It's like, how often do you drink? At that time, I was drinking like every day, right? <laughs> like like two drinks, two to three drinks a day. And the HM1, he's like, hey, uh, yeah, EM2, can I talk to you in the back? <laughs> he's like, can I talk to you in the back? Oh, man. But yeah, so back to the back, but back to the uh, PFA uh, point that you was talking about. Yeah, man. So I, pretty much, man, like I think it's a a waste of time, man. Like a waste of, um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do anything uh, when it comes to physical fitness, but I don't think what we're doing is tailored to to anything we do um, in the Navy. Like, yeah. I, and I think sometimes it should be tailored towards that. If I yeah. was out there working with the Naval SEALs, I think Navy Navy SEALs should have a different, you know, physical fitness than than we got. Yeah, right. Um, it should be tailored to what they do. And I almost, if I'm not mistaken, like 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 the army right they got their rifles and they doing they in the they they should have some stamina you know what i mean if they have to be in a battle with somebody or whatever so whatever they do i'm assuming it's tailored to what they doing but us on a ship um i think the battle station thing that we did was was kind of fitting yeah. to, to the things we do um in the, in the navy but like you right i'm finna go out here and i'm finna like what I'm doing on the ship, but we we got a carriage, we got flooding, we got something, and and what what are those those pushups gonna do for yeah. me, man? Where's that plank gonna like, do? Everybody for me? stop for two minutes. Yeah. How many pushups can we knock out? That's yeah. not happening. It has nothing to do with with nothing. Like if we was doing some kind of full body exercise, or something I may feel better by doing yeah. that, you know, than it do just a, a a set of pushups. We should be prone floating. We should be swimming. These yeah. are things we should be doing, like yeah. things like that. Like, and then another thing we, you know, we always talk about that when priorities shift and when things change, the first thing we get rid of is, is training. Um, and we talk that's like, uh, education, knowledge, uh, rate training. But honestly, the first thing I, I see a lot of commands get rid of is PT. Man, let me tell you about this, man. And I, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of the PT though. Right. Command PT? Of command PT. Right, because I think it's a, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a camaraderie thing. I think when people get together, if they if you got a good PT program and you got good workouts and you got stuff like that, it could be good. Because I think sometimes those workouts is more than just push ups. The work I used to do back in my time was more than just push ups. Too and, many rules, man. You got the yeah. trapper keeper. You got the book. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff going on. But, but who follows it though? That goes back to all these programs we have, man. Like. No one follows the program. Like it is said in here, right? Like doing working hours, you have to PT this many times, 150 yeah. minutes or whatever it is now. Uh, I think it's the same thing, 150 minutes or three times a week or something like that, right? Uh, you have to give sailors the opportunity to do this. Yeah. So, but and it's between work and it's yeah, going it's during to work an hour. hour. Yeah, during. Who does that? Nobody. Right, I don't think no one does. Maybe some shore duties, probably. Yeah, shore duties do a lot of yeah, things but, right. Yeah, most definitely not no sea duty. You are not giving 
people the time to 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 go work out doing sea duty. And we tried it for a while. Uh, I think with I think it's a good idea. I th- I, yeah, I think we tried it for a while. But if it, in our rate on the ship, if you if I give you from fourteen to fifteen to go to go work out, but your whole thought process is if I go at if I go at fourteen, I get done at fifteen. That's it. Yeah. Right, you ain't coming back, but at the time, but well, on a sea duty, you gotta come back. You trying to get stuff done. Yeah, it's always a good idea. The junior, yeah. se- the junior sellers, this so the leaders like chiefs don't want to go. No, right, junior sellers don't want to go. Nope, they would rather work. They would rather yeah. work and leave work. And then there's some people that have workout regimens like outside of work that are that are rather do that. Yeah, I remember submitting chips on um on shore duty to not. Go yeah. to command PT so I could PT on my own. And that's that was when I lost 90 pounds. Yeah. I did that from the chit that I had that, hey, I'm on a certain workout regimen. And I, I believe if we did it on that scale, too, where it's like, all right, yeah. well, because we never we we don't want to let people leave work to go work out like, oh, hey, chief, I'm going to leave work on, on my own to go work we, uh, on a full scale Navy. We're not really doing that. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take 90 minutes and go work out on your own. It's all about. It's all about yeah. work, man. So, yeah. so you are you are right. So my my last take on it before we move on is my last take on it, man. Is is like when it comes to the PT. I think if you are fit and you fit the standard, the if you can do everything, you ain't got no failures. You ain't got anything. You fit the standards. You're good to go. That means you're doing the right things to pass this standard. If you can't pass the standard, I think command PT should be coming in effect. You, they got program they call FEP program for mm-hmm. that, right? So instead of having command, you know, whatever, just have a FEP program only. Yeah. So if someone can't meet the standard, we'll help them out and make sure they can meet the standard. But if you can meet the standard, you're good to go. On top of that, I think we should take the passionate, the most passionate sellers about other sellers losing weight. And health and, and, and put them yeah. in the positions to do what they want to do. Like, oh, yeah, take yeah. them, take away, as long as it's within the guidelines of what we're allowed to do, take away some of the things that we don't let them do. Like, you know, we have a million ACFLs and like out of like, let's say you got 20 ACFLs, six of these ACFLs are probably people that really care, like really want people to lose weight, whatever. Yeah. Some of the other ones might have it as a collateral duty and care a little bit. And then the CFL just might have it as a collateral duty. Some CFLs yeah. don't, but this CS, this CFL might just have it as a collateral duty. Take those six ACFLs that really, really care. Let them run the show. It'd yeah. be it, it, from based off my experience, it'd be better. When yeah. I lost the ninety pounds and became an ACFL, I wanted to see everybody else lose thirty pounds, forty pounds, fifty yeah. pounds. I was dedicated to that. At that command, we had a lot of PFA failures. It was a short duty command. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, PRT failures. I became a ACFL and I cared about the people that was on FEP with me. Mm-hmm. I cared, you yeah. know, and that's one of the things we always we kill the people that care the most a lot in any organization, establishment, whatever. We kill the people that actually care what yellow tape, red tape, just different things that they can and can't do. We yeah. need to look at the reality of what, you know, you can and can't do and kind of start tailoring what we do based off of the reality of what you can and can't do yeah i agree man with, with all that stuff man a lot of stuff you know in that in that program itself is a lot of it's just a lot of noise man like it ain't helping nobody you know at the end of the day 
um it was like workouts like that's bad for your back and i get like we got like i guess it's like we worried about lawsuits but it was like workouts that i did that helped me see progress that i couldn't have other people do because it was bad for their back it's in a book it's restricted like it's it's a whole lot we need some professionals we need some people to come again another program that we need professionals to come in and show us the ropes and, and and give us better insight. And if we are having that, then we need those results to kind of come out and us to see them again. Yeah. Again, the only thing to become a CFL is you got a lot of little, it tells you some administration things. And as long as you can run that, what, mile and a half, do that many push-ups, do that many curl-ups, you're good to go. You can't smoke? And I won't say you can't smoke. I don't yeah. say you can't smoke. No. And you have to be able to run it. I know they got all these other alternates. You got to run it too, though. Yeah, you got it. So what's your... What's your Every week we've been doing books and we've been oh, doing yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your What's your book of the week? So my book of the week, um, a hey, big shout out to uh, Alana uh, Abernathy, um, one of the lieutenant commanders used to be on our ship. Alana Abernathy. Alana Abernathy. Yeah. I just want to, you know, clarify I, that name. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you got you got an accent. I want everybody to know that too. We got accents over here. I yeah. got a Philly accent. I'm straight out of Mississippi. You already know what time it is. Straight out of Mississippi, baby. So know. Alana Abernathy. Yeah. So uh, she gave me this book. Um, um, it's called uh, Building a Story Brand, right? Uh, it's written by Donald Miller. Um, so it's a good book, man. And and to me, the book is where, again, where I'm trying to go, right? So having a business, having um, a branding, branding something um, so I can excel in in one day. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's talking about, uh, building your page, like say you building, a, say a, a website or whatever a page, and how you get rid of all the little noise in your in your in your um, page, and it talks about like ain't nobody reading a book on your page, right? Most of the people who log on and look at your page or look at anything you got going on, they scan it, right? So it's telling you on how to get rid of all that stuff and, and kind of like hit them, hit them, hit your customers. It's all about your customers, yeah. So you're trying to want to hit them. Um, quickly and they don't want to scan all all this stuff going through that so you have a like like whatever you whatever point you're trying if you want to be a painter right you get right to the point right like like um i'll beautify whatever you're doing uh, whatever you paint it gets straight to the point with everything then you have your selling points in there then you have your whatever if you're gonna buy you put in like two different spots on there and have it a different color from everything else so that what they see because the only thing they're doing is scanning through Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff and then he having all and it talks about having all these generators like email generators that to, to send your stuff out and and somebody reads your email and and then it has on there where you giving away something free like how to make uh a drink every month right how to be a mix and you how you mix this drink every month right you get that get that to them free so they might click on your email and get your product because they they want to do this every month you know, and it, it just talks about so many different ways uh, to build your brand on what you're doing. And then it, it, it even go even further about talking about it, uh, your employees. If you had employees, uh, how you would treat them. And, 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 and a lot of times people have these these employees, but you can you say, say HR. Right. So HR go in there and they'll pretty much give you a pamphlet. And uh, they'll tell you to read some stuff here and read some stuff. Then they'll send you back to your desk. Right. They don't talk about the purpose of what you're doing. They don't talk about um, if you stay here this long, this is what you can go. This is what you can become. None of that stuff. So it talks about, you know, having a good presentation for your employees, 
Uh, it's all about the customer. It's not about you. A lot of stuff like that, man, um, that I think it was, it was fascinating to read, man. And then a lot of the the um, the stuff you can do with websites and a lot of stuff you can do um, online to help you, um, which is another thing that I looked at, it, which I'm still looking at right now. Um, I'm not even quite done. I'm like on chapter 12 of the book right now. So it's a lot of stuff there, man. I love it. You know what I mean, so maybe you have more to come when I get done with it. Okay. What you got? Speaking of Miss Abernathy first, she has a book coming out. I pre-ordered it and I'm getting like some cool stuff. I read a really good poem from the website. They gave me like a poem to hold over for the book she got coming out. Mm-hmm. Some good, some good stuff. It's a really good poem. It was about shadows. It was a really like excellent poem. So I'm looking forward to that book and I'm looking forward to letting everybody know about that book as well. The book I got for this week is Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by 50 Cent. Okay. And I did the audio book, so I was able to listen to 50 Cent talk about this. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the books I do are audio books, and I like it when the person that wrote the book or the person that the book is about actually narrates the book. For instance, Rick Ross had an audio book called Hurricanes that like would have been – it's a good book, really good book, but it would have been perfect if – Rose, if if Ross was the one that was narrating it, instead he had another dude narrate it that his voice wasn't as as, as rich as uh, Rick Ross. But um, the Fifty Cent book is good. Uh, not much to say about it except for it, he goes through everything that we lived through. So you know, me being a, a young guy from Philly, uh, close to the story of Fifty Cent when Fifty came out uh, in '03, watching what happened with the Vitamin Water. Uh, watching some of the movies he made with G-Unit, some of the movies he made with Shady, a lot of those deals, 50 giving a lot of the background inspiration behind those deals and the things that he think about uh, times he might have went somewhere with uh, Floyd Mayweather. He talk about he talk about his son. Uh, it's a real good story in there about his son, how I think his son is uh, the, and it's the son that, you know, 50 don't have the best relationship with but it's a good story in there about his son and i learned a lot from that uh 50 he provided a business i I really don't want to mess this up because because it's 50 cent you know what i'm saying i I don't want no smoke with 50 but but, uh he uh he provided like a, a way for his son to be able to create a business and selling sneakers online and uh i don't think his son saw the long game i think he uh he, he wanted money. He just, you know, so I don't think he saw the long game and what 50 was creating for him. I learned a lot from that because right now sneakers online is, is a big, big thing. Yep. Well, you got gold, you got stock X, like that's things that's happening. And, and for 50 to have that foresight and a lot of times, you know, people might have that foresight and you got to be able to have it with them, yeah. you know, and being a creative or uh, just somebody that's revolutionary or whatever you're doing. And if you know that person solidified in that, like at this point, we could say 50 is solidified in business, business and being able to see something maybe before it happens Yeah, from on TV now. And he already did it with music. I might just if 50 Cent threw me an idea, you know, even if it fell later on, I might run with that idea. You know, I might. In hindsight, might be like, damn, this felt. But in the initial, yo, this 50 saying this. Like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and run with it. This dude has made some smart business moves. So the book was about a lot of the business moves he made, uh, the reasons behind them, and uh, just giving you different rules to life. Like, he was talking about health. He talked about uh, diet. He talked about working out. Uh, He talked about appearance. It's it's Mm -hmm. a really good book. Everybody should read it. Yeah. 
you know and i say that about all like mostly every book i read because that's that's i'm not reading books that i don't think everybody should read yeah most definitely man sounds like a good book sounds real good so what's going on with this um the movie man we had um a movie movie for the week man is um you know the lone survivor yeah another another thing we got to talk about with a certain regard because <laughs> there's another group of people that you know we don't want smoke with well i'm gonna speak for myself yeah i don't want to smoke with none of these guys yeah most definitely man <laughs> me either me either man um real good book i mean real good movie though um i kind of i kind of liked it. it it was one of those uh movies that you know make your hair stand up on your arms man uh, especially the ending man on how how all that stuff played out um so you want to talk about the movie real quick on the the, the whole brass tacks yeah yeah, Lone Survivor, directed and adapted for the screen by Peter Berg. Uh, and then uh, it, it came out in 2013 on Christmas. Mark Wahlberg, he played Marcus Luttrell. Emil Hirsch, Danny Dietz, Ben Foster played as Matthew Axelson, and Taylor Keish played as Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Now, Marcus Luttrell won a Navy Cross, a Purple Heart, he was a first he, he retired a first class in 07 after eight years of service. Danny Dietz deceased won a Navy Cross, Purple Heart. He was 25. Matthew Axelson, deceased Navy Cross. He was 29 at the time. And Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who we have a ship named after, won a Medal of Honor and a Purple Heart at 29. And the movie takes well the incident. The op- Operation Red Wings happened in Kunar, Afghanistan in 05. And uh, it's pretty, the movie is pretty much about an unsuccessful counterinsurgent mission called Operation Red Wings, where four SIL, it was a four man SIL re- reconnaissance team, and they were given a task of tracking down Taliban leader Ahmad Shah. So that was what it was about. Things went left and it got crazy. Yeah, man. Um, Couple things I I kind of like pointed out in the movie and what I thought about it when I was looking at it. Uh, one was um, they never stopped fighting. Yeah. Right. Everything that was going on, they was most definitely it was way more of them, uh, the Taliban, than it was seals. But they never stopped. They always thought they can win to the end. They thought when it was only two of them left, they was thinking they can win. Yeah. You know, and and that kind of really really. Um, uh, stood out to me um and the next thing the other thing that really stood out to me is that even though they was in a place like afghanistan and you got all these the the, the, the taliban and all these people that are like really really bad people you still have it's still some good people in the world yeah you know um and this group that that, that helped them out man that helped him helped him out um in the movie um because that's what they believed in that was that's what they uh, believed in. If you if if I take you in, um, I'm gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else gonna come in here and take you. Ain't nobody. And I'm really they really put their life on the line for that. Um, and that, that was a couple of things that, like really really like stood out for me. They they will to to win, man. Yeah. They, uh, at all costs. Um, their life did not mean like Michael Murphy, man. Like his life was not as big as. Um, um, trying to save his, his 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 people. Yeah, you know he knew he was gonna die. He knew was no was no coming off that top of that mountain when he when he tried to get up there. And that itself is like powerful, man. Like 
um, like like me, if I'm going somewhere and I know it's no coming back for my family, man, that's hard. He knew when he went up that hill, it wasn't no coming back, you know. So, so to take that stand, man, is it, it, a powerful. So um, for me, uh, just the 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 end of that movie, man, and the end of um, on what was going on, the chilling factor. Then they showed they real like yeah, the real, the real, yeah, real, the, real they, guys. The, the guys at the end of it was a powerful too, man. So. And then also, I don't want no smoke with the seals, man. So I have to get those, get those guys like for this movie, man. A, a four, man. Mm. So for me, the scene that hit me the hardest was it was two scenes. Uh, the first one was Emile Hirsch. Uh, he played Danny. He when he was he was he started like when he realized he lost his fingers and he was going through like kind of like a state of shock. Yeah. And he was he was like, damn, like they fasted and like. They're faster than us. Yeah. These guys were faster than us. That 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 that, that messed me up right there. That that hit me hard. Uh, the other the other part that kind of hit me hard was when they shot the when they shot the plane down. But the the my favorite character in in this movie was Ben Foster. I like Ben Foster, right? And I like I usually like all of Ben Foster's movies since Alpha Dog. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he just uh, he 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 had the most kills. Like he was <laughs> he was killing them. But which he, one was Ben Foster? The one who said. Uh, you gonna die for your country. I'ma live for mine. His mm-hmm. eye was messed up. Yeah, His yeah. foot was messed up. He's yeah. still shooting, killing him, like taking him down. Like Ben Foster yeah, yeah. definitely had, you know, the most kills. Now, if I was so I'm not gonna give the movie a five, right? Uh I uh, I do wanna say this. Mark Wahlberg is always Mark Wahlberg. Like he's never it's yeah. always Marky Mark. Like it's always Mark Wahlberg. The, in every yeah. movie, like yeah, Michael Murphy. Uh, what well, I was Taylor Keish, but uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg's character, Mark Luttrell, uh, is it was Mark Wahlberg. So if, I mean, if Mark Luttrell acts like Mark Wahlberg, then, then yeah, it was spot on. But like Mark yeah. Wahlberg is always Mark Wahlberg, which is ain't a, it's not a bad thing. Whenever I watch a Mark Wahlberg movie, that's kind of yeah. what I want to see is 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 Mark Wahlberg. You like do act the same way. <laughs> like yeah, you gotta be like nobody else. You know what I'm saying? But um, all of the acting was spot on, man. It was good guys doing it. Uh, Emil Hirsch is another actor that I, I I really like. I wish he did more. Uh, ben Foster, I really like Ben Foster. Like I said, everything that he does is top top notch for me. Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg. I mean, how do you hate this guy? You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Taylor Keish, uh, lower kind of like uh, in comparison to them for me. Uh, I think he did he did Battleship after that. Like he's not not one of my favorite actors, but he did great as Michael Murphy. I would get a movie. Uh, I said I don't do halves, but I'm gonna go ahead. I get a movie a three point a three point five a three point five out of five. Uh, I think it could have been more in the story than it was, but a lot of this is dramatization. Like you don't know what these guys said to each other when they were out there outside of whatever Mark wrote in the book that they adapted yeah. the movie from. Which again, the three point five does not mean that it's a bad movie at all. Uh, it just was some stuff that I I, I wanted more of from the movie but great movie great action sequences i I thought some of you had jerry ferrera in the movie you had we had eric banner was in that movie there's a lot of like other supplemental sub supplementary characters too i think some of the story just upset me with 
the way it went but that was a real life scenario as well um where the planes like left at a certain time they wasn't there when they needed them to be there some communication errors and stuff like that but overall uh good movie definitely entertaining definitely worth watching 3.5 out of 5 damon got it got it at a 4 so that's that brings us up to like a 3.73 yeah so 3.73 um and one more thing too though um i just thinking about afterwards though watching the movie and and, uh mark mark Wahlberg character man that's gotta be hard too right yeah. Because that, when you watching the movie, you think about what happened in the movie. Uh, the fact that that um, he he was big part of the decision that was made not to take out that that little family. Yeah. And then that end up was the move that caused them their life. Yep. You know that that had to be big, and I know he's still alive, and he had to. I, mean, I know that's something he has to think about as a human. Yeah. You know, you have to think about something like that, man, because. I don't think a lot of that stuff would have happened if they would have took him out, though. Yeah, he and retired it, what, two years after that. Yeah, and every character in there besides Michael Murphy wanted to take those, take him out. Yeah, you know, like they they really wanted to, man. So what would you have done? I don't know, man. I I think I think I would have tied what, him up. Yeah, I'd have tied I him. I think up. I would I would have tied him up too. That that, that probably, I most definitely wouldn't agree. Probably with killing them though. I mean, I don't think that's that's. That's like they say, like like Mark Wahlberg said in the movie, though. That's just not American. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's taking him out in the back and shoot him in the head. This is not nothing yeah, we're we no. gonna do. I don't think that was a it would have been an option. Uh, I'd have tied uh, him up, or they would have had to travel with us, even though we seals. I don't know how that would have worked out. And then when we got our rescue, them released yeah. them or something like that. But I I wasn't killing them, and I wasn't yeah. sending them back. I may have took them up a little bit higher. Yeah, you see the dude. Up. You see how the yeah. dude was running, like the the the, the uh, man. young. He was he was going to spread yeah. that news, man. Yeah, Tommy got that. Ain't no way he would he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have, um got tied up though. Yeah, and then, and then I, I think we have to. That the reason why I named the awards that these guys got is because that has to be said. Like yeah. these were real people. This is these yeah. are real life superheroes, man. These are yeah. real men. These things really happen, man. Yeah, you know. Um, these guys really got hit with those bullets, really yeah. jumped down those mountains. Like, that's incredible, man. Man, and still moving, still thought they would, they could win. Yeah, that's that's yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, incredible, man. Crazy, man. So, uh, yeah. real Americans, real heroes, uh, real military members. Uh, nothing is nothing could be more inspirational than, than than seeing that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree, man. Um. Well, man, that's pretty much it for us, man. Um, yeah, yeah. We 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 got a hey. Next week is a big week for us, man. We we gonna have a um, first guest. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait to get that that kicked off, man. So yeah. Man. So permission to speak freely. Every podcast platform, PTFS podcast. Every social media platform, PTSF merch for 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 merchandise. There's gonna be new merchandise pretty often, so stay tuned. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Permission to Speak Freely. We hope you enjoyed it. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. I'm Damo. And I'm Damon. And this was Permission to Speak Freely.